0: Gentlemen,
1: let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We do, we do. Who needs a mixtape? You do, you do. Who makes a mixtape? We, we do, we do. Who needs a mixtape?
2: You do, you do. Mixtape. raise the roof and move your feet. Come along and laugh with our mixtape.
3: Ha ha ha! ha, ha. Waka So come on and listen to our mixtape. Sing along and clap to the beat. Settle in and listen to our mixtape. And now the music finishes. Enjoy your pochon sandwiches.
4: Enjoy your. As Stewie said last week, pochon sandwiches. <laughs> 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 He's like, I told you I put Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hola.
3: You he sounded
4: like Squiggy from... Uh,
3: yep. Hello. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another fun and exciting episode of the Mixtape Podcast. I'm Jason Emmett.
3: Uh, I'm Stewie. I'm Eat. KC Masterpiece. Pip, Daddy Spank
4: Dog. Stewie over there chomping on his Kit Kat. I walked in and threw it out. That was him. a cookie well, he's got his Kit Kat. I walked in and threw it at him and said, "Happy or uh, Happy Valentine's Day, motherfucker." He's like, "It's next week." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, but he's getting an early start on it." I figured he'd
0: break one off and throw it at me. He keeps telling me he thought he'd I'd
4: break one off, and I keep telling him to stop saying that. If we were in the store uh, Wednesday, and he walked up to one of those bouquets of Kit Kats. And he's like, "Ooh, I'll take flowers." And Sally's like, "Oh, you should get Jason should get you some for Valentine's Day." I was like, "I'll get you a Kit Kat for Valentine's. Will you be my Valentine's motherfucker?" I said, "I'll just come in and weep it at your head, like." <laughs> so I get came
1: getting one of the big cats. Yeah, <laughs> <I gave him> <laughs> <laughs> and just chuck it at his
4: face. like, Have a Valentine's Day. This is how I treat
1: my ladies. <laughs> <laughs> get on a big, your knee, <laughs> big log towards my. <laughs> throw a big chocolate bar at you.
3: <laughs> That's what I'll <laughs> <laughs> say to the ladies. <laughs> oh, Except this is yeah. How yeah. When, when, yeah. <laughs> when. Kevin <laughs>
4: says it; they're happy if one of us threatens to cho- throw a big chocolate bar at him, They are not nearly <laughs> Nope. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? They're like, whoa, well, wait. It's okay for him to say that, but if you say that, I don't want to know what you're throwing at him. <laughs> Kevin's like, what do you think I'm <laughs> at? Same thing. Um, hope everyone... Sorry about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hope <Never> ever- <laughs> apologize. <laughs> no, <laughs> hope
4: everyone enjoyed the uh, KISS episode we did with Nick Tyree last week. Um, I it, I really enjoyed recording it with him.
1: Uh, Nick's a really good dude a lot it's of Great fun. time Which I do have uh, Nick asked a question on that episode About Or said that he believed That they might have been the Top gold record artist Yeah And they are I believe they are 26 yeah. gold records But the highest is 101 gold records Held by Elvis Presley uh, If somebody's gonna do it Might as well be the king Damn did he really have that many records Yes he did 101 gold records. Damn. And he died. Up. I looked it up today. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and they're still alive. Um, Somebody reach over and knock the shit out of him uh, for that one. That's right.
3: Uh, <laughs> luckily, we didn't kill Elvis. Apparently, yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get <laughs> We'll get to it. So um, bad, homie. We're like the four horsemen of podcasting.
4: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, stop. Uh, anyway, evil. Nick, I'm trying to keep it on here, buddy, and tell you what we really enjoyed having you, and we'll probably have him on the show again. Yeah, we had a great Actually, I had a great time. I brought it. it up to Stewie. Uh, this might be Nick's own fault, but Nick brought up that Phantom movie that Kiss was in. Yes, he told us we all Phantom had to watch it. So we're thinking like we watch that, and run away, and make him do another show with us.
1: It works for that me. That awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't anyway, seen the Phantom by the Park and. I've never seen a it long so long time. Neither I've never seen it. So it, it's been probably thirty years since I've seen it.
4: It's been at least that since I've seen it. If it's not forty. Some
1: one week since we looked at me. Cock your had to decide I'm angry.
4: So uh, we we our intention is to have other guest uh, speakers on our speakers. Yeah, I guess our speakers on the show with us over the next few months. Just uh, people that we find interesting that I think everybody at home will enjoy, and we've. We have some people we've reached out to and talked to, and uh, they seem really into it. So, the nice thing about our setup is we can go mobile and we can sit with people, and it doesn't sound any any more shitty than it does any other time. So, <laughs> right. uh, how about some news and updates and deaths and stuff like that? Um, we <laughs> well, <laughs> we know that <laughs> might as well get into it. <laughs> we know yeah. that uh, deaths are a bummer. We also know that we tend to kill people on this show. This show uh, is cursed. <laughs> we are cursed. Uh, but we figured it out tonight because Stu's like, we need to stop talking about Betty White. And then I was like, wait, she's 99. I think what's happening is we're killing other people to deliver their souls to Betty White so she can keep Washington.
1: living. Betty White now, dies next week. I swear, Stu, <laughs> if, if it comes up that Betty White I, you guys guys are happens in, to her, I'm coming after I you. I said because this because because off the, the, the air. You
0: guys are the ones saying it now. It not matter. But, guys,
1: well, we've already talked
4: about her. Whistle she, for a sickle. If it, I, I love her. She is 99 years old.
3: We can't be blamed for every death, <laughs> just some of them. Yeah, and also to be fair, most of the deaths have been in the their one, 90s. well, n- not the ones we talk
4: about, yeah. <laughs> the ones we mentioned that they died, not the ones we mentioned then they die. Mm. Uh, but you know, we know death is a bummer, but we like to think of. The ones we talk about, people who have passed away, is more of a celebration of their life. We want to make sure that people remember these guys and the work and uh, that they gave us and things like that. So since we last spoke last week, the amazing Cloris Leachman passed away. Uh, she had an awesome life. Yeah. She lived to be 94. Uh, gave us some really iconic roles in films like Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, um, Young Frankenstein. High Anxiety. A Muppet mm-hmm. movie. Uh, she was in a couple of Mel Brooks movies, yes, she actually. she was. Oh, yeah. And most recently, um, The Crudes. I mean, she yeah. did the voice of the Grandma on the crude. So she's, I mean, and uh, Beverly Hillbilly. She's been yep. in... The Facts of Life. She was on The Facts yeah. of Life, yeah. So um, she was great. She was an amazing woman, 94 years old. Also, we lost Cicely Tyson, age of 96. Uh, but also awesome woman, lived a wonderful life. Uh, Cicely was a model. An actress gave us performances like Bustin' Loose, Fried Green Tomatoes. Uh, she was in Hoodlum, Because of When dixie Diary of a Mad Black Woman, She was uh, the help recently. Yeah. Um, Even did a movie just back in 2020 called uh, A Fall from Grace. I don't know if it's out yet or not, but just as recently as that. At 96, she was still uh, pumping out movies. So. Awesome. Uh, Larry King died. Stewie talked about it, but I don't think we mentioned it on the show. He was 87. We all know him. Uh, pretty much one of the most famous interviewers of all time. Got uh, married a lot. <laughs> very, very, <laughs> he did, yes. Well, we should yeah, start wearing suspenders because I think that's what did it for him. Yeah. Uh, that and the glasses. I don't know if you guys know this, but Randy Parton passed away. He was a musician, yeah. the younger brother of Dolly Parton. Oh. Uh, died of cancer at the age of 67 mm. uh, just recently. The two actually just recorded a song together in 2020 called You Are My Christmas. Uh, Dolly said it's her favorite song she ever did with them, and it was their final uh, uh, song. So, damn.
1: Uh, I, And I read today that one of the members of Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes passed away as well. I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> this is one of them. I, I'll, <laughs> I, I saw it today earlier.
4: We had, uh, well, we were just talking about it uh, today as we're recording this. Christopher Plummer, Christopher Plummer passed away. Um, we had talked about the Color of Money, but we never mentioned him by name. So, and But he was 91 as well, so he yeah. passed away just today. Um, uh, Sylvain Sylvain, guitarist of the iconic uh, Lower East Side punk band, the New York Dolls, passed away on January 13th. Now, he was a little younger. He was only 69. Uh, don't. <laughs> I saw the microphone go into your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd been battling cancer for the past two and a half years. So. What? <laughs> uh, Deezer D, who played nurse Malik McGrath on the uh, drama ER, he uh, also had a career in hip-hop. He died on January 7th at the age of 55. His brother and family uh, said that they think Deezer actually died of a heart attack due to a, a surgery he'd had uh, almost 10 years before prior, that there was just damage to his heart and they think he passed away. Um, And character actor Gregory Sierra, known for his role as Julio Fuentes on TV's Sanford and Son. yep, Uh, He died. He was also a detective sergeant uh, Oh, God. Chano, I'm um, oh, Barney Miller.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> he was on Barney Miller. Chano, 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 and Wasn't he on a low down dirty shame? Might have been. Yeah. Um, yeah. He passed away at eighty three from cancer. So, son January fourth. Fuck cancer. So uh, now yeah. let's go into a few interesting things coming up. We got a few TV reboots coming out, or summer reboots, summer continuations. Anyway. Mm. There's going to be a reboot continuation of Daria. What? Sort of. So Daria was a product of her time, right? Right. It was a series focusing.
0: uh, Didn't it get spun off of Beavis uh, and Butthead? Well, they're
4: actually doing a, yes, she spun off of Beavis and Butthead. But they don't really feel like the Daria character holds relevance anymore in this day and age because those type of people don't exist much. So this is going to focus on her friend Jody. Uh, uh, it's gonna be produced by none other than Tracy Ellis Ross whom I adore. Uh, it's gonna follow Jodie Langdon who was on Daria mm-hmm. and she's gonna it's as she graduates from college and I imagine Daria will make appearances as well. I see you
1: raising your hand yeah I'm curious I, if I, it's, I, I might have not been listening but did we mention the big death this week? Dustin Oh well, no we hadn't because I <laughs> felt bad.
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes yeah, Dustin Diamond passed away. I wouldn't really it's it's hard because he was our age. Well, our age. It was yeah, a little bit forty four, and uh, we we were giving him a hard time <laughs> on the last episode. I,
0: yeah, we were. Well, the fact but that you but, but read we did word say, for word what we said a little bit ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Um,
4: but we did say you know, and we 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 joke and we make a lot of cracks and shit. But but we didn't like we said on the show. We don't wish that on anyone. And it you know sometimes making light of shit. Yeah, is that how was. Yeah. I mean,
1: that was part of all of our childhood. I don't think growing up.
4: I don't think anyone. I mean, when we two weeks ago talked about when we recorded, they just announced it that week, and yeah. then two weeks later, and he was yeah. he was I gone. I think, th-
1: think they said he'd like announced it the week prior to that, and they had Three mentioned, I guess,
4: that there was he was probably going to be on season two of the new Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I'd and, heard uh, that. So that really sucks. So, uh, so he's not now. So last two weeks ago, when I said rest in peace, uh, I mean it now. Uh, so, uh, he knows, do I hope not. No. <laughs> He's not going to be on season two. Hologram.
0: Well, two. I, I will say this. When the, the next save by the Bell comes up, I guarantee they're going to have a memoriam or something. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, and and yeah. I also
4: guarantee you'll watch it even though you didn't like the first season.
0: <sighs> that, that was
4: rough. <laughs> uh, Ren and Stimpy.
3: Whoa. You uh, On idiot. August,
4: August 5th, <laughs> Comedy Central announced that they had greenlit a revival of the series. It's going to be produced without the involvement of creator John Kruskal. Can God. you believe that? How is he not going to be involved? Uh, I don't know. Because uh, he's, a- he's been accused of sexually harassing uh, <sighs> underage girls, so quite a few. Let me that guess. Guy's it's a- going to be a pg to be too. It's Comedy Central, so I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. Fresh Prince done drama style 2019 fan film that caught producer, uh, the producer's eye. Uh, Bel Air, written and directed by Morgan Cooper, reimagined the lighthearted series as a Ryan Coogler-style gritty drama. Will Smith actually loved the short film so much that he's, throw, he's thrown uh, uh, a lot of support behind it. A full TV reboot. Um, he wants to be an acting executive producer. Uh, it's Bel Air is going to be called as currently being shopped to major streaming services. I'm sure it will be picked up. I, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you know... I. I it's basically, I like that they're not going to call it the Fresh Principle. They're, gonna, they're basically just taking the premise of a guy from the mean streets of Philadelphia has to go live in. And it's it's it sounds a little like Beverly Hills 90210. Or the OC. Or whatever. But, you know, it might work. Because um, I don't know if you know this, but Will Smith is a producer on uh, Cobra Kai. Huh. Yeah. So, well, they had the rights because they did.
3: Oh, well, yeah. uh, the. Uh, other but yeah, he yeah. supports
4: the show a lot, I guess. Grease the series. HBO Max is set to revive the concept with their own series, Grease the Rise of the Pink Ladies. Um, the show is going to be written and executive produced by Annabelle Oaks, who previously worked on Netflix Atypical, which is a fantastic show. I love it. Uh, it's funny because I follow uh, Michael Rappaport on uh tick tock and he's you know he's michael Rappaport. he doesn't uh pull punches and but then you watch atypical you know and it's like he's kind of like the good guy like it's still weird to see him and then i think back like school days was like the first movie i remember him and he was like a white supremacist in that <laughs> but it, it's you know he's a cool dude but he's on atypical right now atypical is a good show it's on netflix um it, it's really good. So I have hopes for this. I guess the, the intention behind Grease was always to do a series of movies, but Grease 2, as we all know, while well, the cult classic now flopped in the theaters, so it kind of died out, and now I guess they want to do The Rise of the Pink Ladies as a series.
1: We shall see They're it. showing the shit out of Grease on, on TV lately. So it, it was on again tonight. It's greased shit. Well, it's greased lightning. <laughs> Comes up pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> Grease lightning on the Hershey <coughs> Highway.
4: Uh, we've talked about this one before, uh, but the reboot <laughs> slash s- <laughs> sequel. I heard him. I just chose to move on. Uh, we'll be hitting the Peacock on uh, February 25th. That would be yeah, Punky Brewster. The uh, I guess it's a sequel. I think uh, it's really a, a
0: continuation, like you were saying. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's
1: a sequel. It's no sequel. That's what a
4: sequel is too. It's a continue.
1: And for the wrestling fans, WWE Network will be moving to Peacock as well. <laughs> Peacock,
2: Peacock. <laughs> yeah,
1: Peacock, which I believe does a
4: free Hulu type thing, and then you can pay. I think it's like Hulu, where you can watch it
3: for free with ads or something like that. I don't know. I, don't I, I cannot wait till Disney buys Hulu. It's going to happen. You think so? I think so. So, so, are they, are they trying to monopolize? I don't think they will. Disney buys everything. Yeah, that sounds suspicious. Well, they don't
4: have any of the. They had Viacom, but they don't have like ABC, NBC, CBS. I mean, they shit. bought
3: Fox, Marvel.
4: They had to. They fucking owned the rights to the movies we needed to see. And you watch your tongue, because you know, Marvel's saying. great.
3: Oh, I love Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just sure. saying. The I thing mean, that Disney did
4: right, though, is they they. I mean, they bought Pixar, too, but they keep them as their own divisions. They let them do their own shit, True. which is same with Marvel. It's like you're, you're Disney, but mm-hmm. you can do your own shit. And we shouldn't knock it because Disney's got all the money in the world, and they can put it behind all uh, their I'm, movies. Exactly. I'm not knocking
1: it. I mean, if and and they keep putting out great shows like The Mandalorian, yeah. I, I'm. The
4: division's getting good as shit, too. I haven't been watching it. It started off really weird, but I was like, I'm here for the ride. And then I haven't watched this week's, but last week's I'm like,
1: oh, yeah. What is it, about three or four episodes in now?
4: We are four this week. Yeah, okay, I, heard, I, heard,
1: I heard missed it, the fourth kinda, episode. Kind of picked up
4: up a little bit. So you saw last week's when What's-His-Face from Ant-Man and where they showed... Mo- uh, oh, I didn't you're see... You're only three in.
3: Yeah, I'm only three in, Wait, I think.
4: two in. You're only two in if you haven't seen that. Monica uh, Rambeau.
3: Uh, I think... From I think I am, only two in then. Spoiler alert
4: from Captain Marvel. And then now we've got the FBI dude from Ant-Man. And then we've got uh, the chick, Cat uh, Denning from... Mm, so Kat I
0: wonder Denning's. when Colson's going to appear in here somewhere. I don't think he will. I mean, Coulson's always
4: appeared in everything. He won't appear in this. Coulson's dead, so... But he's back. No, he's not. He's dead. Again? Yeah, he died in S.H.I.E.L.D. He came back in S.H.I.E.L.D. It wasn't him.
3: Yeah,
4: It was stupid, and S.H.I.E.L.D. went pfft, way downhill when they shouldn't have done yeah. it. It sucked. So, a while back, we did an episode, Songs You Did Not Know Were Remakes. Yes! And tonight, we are doing Songs part You d- Did d- Not Know Were Remakes, Part yeah d- Part Deer. D- 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 part Part d- 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 d-
3: So Spank Dog d- and
4: I came up with a like list. Is that what it sounds like when you suck dick? Yeah. You're Actually. doing it wrong. Come here, I'll show you. Suspect <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Dog and I pulled together a list. We we cut a few songs this time. We didn't do 10 each uh, last time we did. that. We have a total of 15 songs this time instead of 20. I don't think we have enough no battery power. The, the problem 10. was, is last time, well, I don't want to... This time, some of the remakes had multiple remakes. <laughs> yeah, they did. So, uh, but we're gonna start off. We're gonna do just like we did last time. I'm going to uh, play you a snippet of the song, and then we will tell you a little bit about it, and uh, we'll see if you guys recognize any of these. So, I'll go, We're gonna bounce back and forth just like we did last time. I think the first one's mine again. Tag team style and uh,
0: scoop. There it is. Scoop. There it is.
1: Not that tag team. Oh. I don't really like my friends. Anyway, uh, it's back. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that at the last
4: <laughs> It's hard to say which one's better when you speak, Stu. Is it that one or this one?
3: I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes.
4: Either one works for me. I like the my friends one. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll continue to play the other one. <laughs> All right.
1: Do You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore.
4: Except for when you suck dick and go, <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
4: So this is the first song on my list, and here you go. Here's a little scample of it.
2: What you should know
4: Inversion number two.
2: I can't live if living is without you. I can't live.
4: I can't do it. You don't know what song anymore. it is? Are you serious? I can't live. And version number three.
2: Living is without you. I can't live. I can't give anymore I can't.
3: Live. Okay, I think I've heard. You think you heard it? I think.
4: You think? That I... was the last version was Mariah Carey. Okay. So this is without you. Originally 1971 by Badfinger. Uh, then it was uh, performed again in 1972 by Nilsson and finally in 1994 by Mariah Carey. And I don't know how you've never heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, written by Peter Hamm and Tom Evans of British rock group Badfinger and first released on their 1970 album No Dies. The ballad has been recorded by over 180 artists, so we could have spent all night playing clips. Uh, and versions released as singles by Harry Nilsson 1971, Mariah Carey 1994 became international bestsellers. Paul McCartney once described the ballad as the most killer song of all time. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I there are okay. some on this list where I'll be like, okay, but that shocks me that you don't that know.
1: Song that song was all over the radio. Everywhere in 94. Every 94. time you turn around, somebody had it on. Can't
2: live if is
1: without every you. bar, every high school. <laughs> every I mean, you name school. it, they played it. Yeah, that was a slow song. to every Probably part.
4: been on a hundred different TV shows and movies, and it's Mariah Carey. It was in her heyday. Hey. So you know, what's cool is when we get to a couple songs on this list. Like, there's one in particular that when we get to it, su- I didn't know, we'll get to. It. But when I I'd heard the other version, but when I heard that this person was originally the person who was supposed to sing, and I'm like, duh, it totally <laughs> sounds like their right. song. Anyway. Uh so we're gonna go right into our next song. This one was delivered by yeah, I'm still listening. We never heard Living Without You." This <coughs> one's this one was given by Sir Spank Dog uh, himself. Trying to process and what he Matt said. Um, I'm sorry I left a version off, uh, but we will talk about it. M- Matt did request one, but uh, oh I'd bring that up real quick. Our friend of the show, Matt Brown, has been releasing or making um Spotify lists. Um, of every episode we do with music involved, he even did one for the Kiss episode. I don't know what he put it on, put on it, but um, and releasing them. Along now does with he you. do his,
0: like every time we mention a song, he makes that? I don't know. The next song, or I something? haven't
4: listened to the Kiss one. I don't, I don't know if he's finished it yet or not. What's his, I, I, he uh, can't with Kiss? We talked about it a lot. Do you
0: got to follow his channel or something on there. Or? Um,
4: I think he's gonna give us links to start putting up on our page. I know he did it with the previous remake episode and then the Halloween episode. I think he did it with.
0: Question is, did he actually put the remakes or the originals in the If he can find them, yes.
4: Oh, ah, okay. As long as he can find them, he's putting them on there. And if he can't, right. he can't. But so this Spanky sent this one over. This is one from Spank Dog. Let's see if you guys know this song. All right.
2: You heard the story of the hot rod race that fatal day when the Ford and the Mercury went out to play. Well, this is the inside story, and I'm here to say I was the kid that was driving that Model A. Well it's got a Lincoln motor and it's really souped up and the Model A body makes it look like a pup. It's got twelve cylinders and uses them all with an overdrive that just won't stall. My pappy said, son, you're gonna drive me to drinkin' if you don't stop driving that hot rod lincoln. Did not know that Have you heard the story of the hot rod race with the Fords and Lincoln's was setting the pace?
4: That story is true. I'm here to say I was driving that Model A. Got a Lincoln motor and it's really super My peppy cool. said, son, you're going to drive me to drinking if you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln. Speaking of Primus. Right. A <laughs> little well, less playful. I, I mean, how do
0: you not hear the that and sound, not set, think paste. Primus? That
4: story's true, I'm here to say, because I was driving that
1: it sounds like a Primus song.
4: Motor really up that
1: Yeah, that's got that Primus Les Claypool. Yeah, well, as soon as the, Les, the Les starts lyrics. playing, it's like, now, you there know was, who it there is. There was a version
4: that Matt sent over, and I didn't get have time to put it on the list. Uh, but uh, there's a third version that was done for the Beverly Hills Billy movie by Mr. Jim uh, Varney himself. So he did a version of Hot Rod Lincoln. But why don't you give the. Uh, Folks at Home a Little
1: One Hot Rod Lincoln a song by American singer-songwriter Charlie Ryan first released in 1955. It was written as an answer as an answer song to Archie Shibley's 1950 hit Hot Rod Race which describes a race in San Pedro, Los Angeles between two hot rod cars, a Ford and a Mercury, which stay neck and neck until both are overtaken by a kid in a hopped-up Model A. A 1971 version by country rock commander, country rock band commander Cody and his Lost Planet Airmen, on their album Lost in the Ozone, became the most successful version of Hot Rod Lincoln, reaching number nine on the Billboard Hot 100, number twenty-eight Adult Contemporary, number seven in Canada, and was ranked number sixty-nine. No Stu, shut up, Stu, <laughs> on the U.S. <laughs> Billboard he <did> it again. <laughs> Billboard Year-End Hot. 100 singles of 1972. I hate you sometimes. There have damn it. There have been other versions, including Les Claypool in 2002.
4: It's kind of cool uh, reading the beginning of that because it instantly makes you think, oh, this was his response to uh, Hot Rod Race from 1950." So the warring songs have been going on that long, and uh, you know there was always that whole thing that, uh, uh oh shit. Skinner wrote oh, "Sweet Home Alabama" with uh, Neil Young as a response to Neil Young's "Southern Man." Yep. And I saw this comedian once. It was like, he's like, you know how they they sing "Sweet Home Alabama" as their response to "Southern Man"? He's like, well, I did that too. I wrote a song in response to uh, "Oh, what's what's her name?" that sang uh, "I want to come over." I want to come over. What was that chick's name? Anyway, I can't remember her name. He's like. But it was, he was like, uh, her song about lesbian love, he's like, I wrote a response called, I want to come over and watch. thought <laughs> 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 so that was great. Uh, anyway, so that was Hot Rod Lincoln. Do you guys r- recognize that song? I do. I did a I, d- I only the... Uh, uh, I don't remember hearing I only know the Commander <coughs> Cody version. And yeah. I only ever knew him as Commander Cody. Like, I've right. never heard right. him called anything but Commander Cody. I've never heard him called Commander Cody and his Lost Planet Airmen. But I think that's yeah, a lot I n- like... I never
0: knew that Primus yeah. did that.
4: I think it's a lot like, you know, Bob Seger and Huey Lewis. Like, very yeah. few people say Bob Seger in the Silver Bullet Band. And it's very, just Bob Seger. Very few people say right. Huey Lewis in the News mm-hmm. and...
0: Tom Petty. Tom Petty and, and the Harper. Well, he... he yeah. Joan Jett, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts.
4: Yeah, but did, she did stuff just as Joan Jett, too. Right. So, so hey, I, that's hey, why yeah. that gets confusing, I think, right. sometimes, but... Yeah, but uh, Jim Varney does do a version of it, which I did try to get for the show, but I, I was last minute thing. But he does do a version of it on um, Beverly Hill Hillbillies, and it's really good. Actually, it's pretty good. He was he was he was a talented man. Yes, he was. RIP. Yeah, he, I I love them.
0: Um, All right, someone we haven't killed yet. And you, well, he died years ago.
4: Oh <laughs> yeah, but you you always thought he was going to get kind of pigeonholed as uh, Ernest, mm-hmm. but he didn't. Like he kind of broke out, and he was. He was really good. I thought he was really good at Jed Clamp. For as not great as that movie was, the cast really makes up for it. Like, the yes. cast is what saves that
1: movie. Two words. Erica Laniac. That's all oh that God, needs to be she said. She was so hot back then. She's <laughs> not hot now. No. no. She was smoking back then. Which I think i well, still got the issue. Well, Cloris Leachman as Granny did. was yeah. great. Yeah.
4: And uh, uh, Lily, Tomlin is, Lily Tomlin is <laughs> as Miss... Miss uh, Oh, crap, crap! Uh, Mr. Drysdale, Miss Hathaway. Hathaway, she was fucking fantastic.
3: That uh, Coleman as Mr. Drysdale, as
4: Drysdale, and then uh, Dietrich Bader as yeah, uh, Jethro. Jethro. I mean, the cast was great. Perfect. Yeah. The 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 plot was dumb, but the rest of it was good. If that makes sense. My huh. favorite scene in that whole mo- Lea Lea, in My favorite <laughs> scene in that whole movie is when <laughs> Leah Thompson says, "A penis is hard to find." A what? A what? What'd you say? A penis. A penis. Oh, oh happiness! Ha- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that scene. <laughs> so Jim Varney was really, good. and then of course went on to do um, the voice of uh, Slinky Dog, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was he was one of those. I was thinking about this the other day because, um, oh crap, F- Fred Gwynn, you same deal. Like for years, it was you knew him as Herman Munster, Herman Monster, but he was multi-talented. And when you started, like he was in uh, the original Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. and he's. Awesome as playing Jed or Jeb, Jeb, Jed. I don't remember. Anyway, and then of course, one of his best roles of all time, the judge, my cousin Vinny. Yes. What is a ute? And um, I'm sorry. (laughs) The two utes. Did you say ute? Did you say ute? What is a ute? And he was an illustrator as well. He did like a bunch of children's books. He was extremely talented. Mm -hmm. And Ralph Macchio was just on an episode of uh, Justin Long's Mm -hmm. Life is Short podcast and they talk a little bit about Fred Gwynn on it, and it was really cool. So, uh, Ralph Machu seems like a really great guy. Like, he's just, he really, they he does not have a problem talking about, he admits, you know, this whole time period of my life where I was like, mm, things were kind of like slim, and I wasn't doing anything, and he's, he's a really cool guy. So, and apparently he and... um uh, uh, Fucking... William Zabka. William Zabka, yeah. William Zabka. Really do get, I mean, they're they get along, they've... You know. I, th- I think they've been like good friends Yeah, I guess that. they've always kind of been friendly and, uh, you know, so, you yeah, know, it's pretty cool. So let's move on to my next song on the list, and uh, it goes a little something, I bet you money that you guys didn't know this was, I didn't know this was a remake, but what's weird is I'm pretty sure I'd heard it. Okay. Anyway, here you go. Remember,
2: keep smiling, keep shining, shining no Come on me For sure That's what friends are for For the good times And the bad times I'll be on your side Forevermore Keep smiling Keep shining Knowing you can
4: If you can see his faces, he's grinning ear to fucking ears.
2: You gotta watch this video. I
4: hate to say this, but the video for this—I'm so sorry, Sir Elton. I love you, but you look so—he's like, <laughs> he just looks like this, the geekiest, nerdiest. Of all time. So, not surprising, and this will not shock you, uh, That's What Friends Are For was written by Burt Bacharach (laughs) and Carl Bayer Sager. It was first recorded in 1982 by Rod Stewart for the uh, soundtrack. This is why I've heard it. It was for the film Night Shift. And Mm. what's funny is it it sounds like a Rod Stewart song. It really does. A a lot of songs on this list tonight actually sound like who... It's a fit. It really, it is. It's, yeah. um, anyway, it's bet, It's actually known for the 1985 cover by Dion Warwick, Elton John, Gladys Knight, and Stevie Wonder recorded under the title of Dion and Friends. And we all know the iconic opening of that one where Stevie Wonder's on that harmonica. And again, if you watch the video, he's like,
1: <laughs>
4: you know, he's always happy. <laughs> it's because it's TV. Uh, it was released. It was actually released as a charity single for AIDS research and prevention. Uh, it was a massive hit, becoming the number one single of 1986 in the United States and winning the Grammy Award for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals and Song of the Year. It raised over $3 million for the cause. So. Everybody knows the Dionne Warwick version, which is funny. Everybody knows who Dionne Warwick is, too. But aside from a few things and psychic friends, can you do, I mean, like... Is
0: she still didn't alive? Didn't she do, like, the golden something or... Sol- that's, a, that's a good question, dude. Oh. Like, the golden globes or something like that? Wasn't she, like, the host Solid like gold. Solid gold. Yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> that was... That was uh, uh, Marilyn McCoo. It had something to do with gold. You guys are awesome.
4: (laughs) You're starting to speak stew. I'm afraid. You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) But it's (laughs) funny. I've seen Night Shift, so I knew I'd heard it. Like, I've heard this, but I never clicked to it, which is a great movie, by the way. We should totally do Night Shift at some point. I haven't seen it moving for a
0: while. Is is that one the? Michael Keaton. Michael
4: Keaton.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, Isn't
0: uh that's uh, uh, when he gets the uh, the tinted windows and goes Ugh!
4: yes. Isn't
1: Fonzie in that movie? Yes. Yeah. Henry Winkler. Yeah. It's
4: one of the first times I saw him play like the straight man. Yeah. And it's like, what? This is fucking with my head because that's the Fonz. Yeah. They act. That's they the they're bad working. Boy they work at like a morgue, yeah. right? And they end up yeah, accidentally yeah. becoming pimps because it's, yeah. it's Shelly Long, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a really good movie. It's actually yeah, really funny. it's been a long time since I've seen It'd it. It would be great. We need to do a whole good. Keaton episode. Oh, that would be I awesome. I mean cuz like <laughs> yeah. It would be great cuz I mean Gung Ho and Mr. Mom. Uh, Mr. Mom is so great. Oh, it's such a good. Speaking of Dabney, I mean we could do a whole yeah. Dabney Coleman episode too. That would be
1: awesome. Yeah, he would
4: I loved Dabney Coleman back in the day. So, you know the I,
1: My favorite Dabney Coleman line was in the movie Dragnet when he looked at uh, looked at the an underrated Look, movie in my opinion. Yeah, agreed, very underrated. Agreed. When uh, he was like that what was he playing like the owner of Bait magazine or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and he was trying to the priest was trying to make a deal with him about some money and he told him he said, Reverend, you got balls as biggest chits Bill. <laughs> <Did> I, <laughs> <do that question?
4: laughs>
3: oh, I thought
4: I think people miss the they like they were expecting Dragnet and then they got a comedy and they're like, What the hell? Which I feel like happened with Starskin hutch too i i didn't hate Starskin hutch but right people it's did right. not like it i thought it was good it was tolerable yeah i mean Stoop stupid was shown. great in it
1: yeah. <laughs> alabama creeper grass <laughs> <laughs>
4: so that's uh that's what friends are for i tried to line up it's weird because uh, spanky sends me his list i send him my list didn't, we don't know what chips t- do
0: that too the whole comedy, yeah, yeah and, they I,
4: did. yeah, and I didn't hate it either, so oh, well, I guess it's just me. Uh, Baywatch, I didn't like, but well, that's because Baywatch, I didn't really like the series either. So. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because some of the songs that you're gonna hear the next couple songs kind of weird way, we didn't, I don't know what he's gonna send me, but they kind of work, so I just played That's What Friends Are For. This is Spanky's next song. <laughs> War. What a great song for war to say. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that was kind of the point. Yeah. I think their name was supposed to be ironic. Long, long
2: time. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Smash bounce. Yeah. Never heard this version.
1: No, No.
4: It's
3: off. off, it's off Fushu yeah. no. I, 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 I had this album. I did too. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. I, I knew
0: the War one, but I didn't realize it got remade.
1: Yeah, I actually got first heard this song. I think the first time was in the movie uh, Dazed and Confused. The original. Yeah. Because well, you'll talk about it because the remake was. In- Why can't we be friends? A song by. The funk band War for its 1975 studio album of the same name. The song has a simple structure with the phrase, why can't we be friends, being sung four times after each two-line verse, amounting to over 40 times in under four minutes. Got a little fun. Well, I guess uh, Simpli- <laughs> kiss didn't get to, the, get to <laughs> there first. Simplicity works, people. Keep it simple, stupid. Right. (gasps) That's what
4: Kiss is for. That's it. The time we thought it was for Knights
1: and Satan service, and it was for Keep It Simple, stupid. Uh, The song reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100 in the summer of 1975. The song is unique as various members of the band exchange vocal duties from verse to verse. (laughs) I said duty. (laughs) It was played in outer space when NASA beamed it to the linking of Soviet cosmonauts and U.S. astronauts for the Apollo Suez test project. Billboard ranked it as the number 23 song of that year. American pop rock band Smash Mouth covered the song on its debut al- album, "Fush Fushu Mang, on April 7, 1998, releasing it as the band's second single and was also featured in the 1998 films. Basketball, and Wild Things. The song was also featured in the Friendships trailer for Mortal Kombat 11. It was also used in the trailer of Ice Age. Hmm. Um, I loved Fushu Ming, by the way.
3: You know, I only remember like two songs from that album. Mortal Kombat 11?
4: Come on, dude. Yeah. Uh, first of all, this was like on there. i like to listen to it again. But uh, Walking on the Sun was on there. I love that. Um, that was my jam. get enough of you, baby. And then... Uh, Pedrino. Life mm. imitates a game of chess. You could be a rook or a punch. Yeah, i never heard of that one either. If you have a strategy that's best, you could be the king
3: or, in this you case, see, the dumb.
4: I, you think I would like it, You but need to go back and yeah, listen to it, I, I bet. You might appreciate it more uh, now. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I love it. change
3: changed as you get older. So. I was always a fan,
4: actually, of Smash Mouth. I,
3: I know there's a Kevin Coleman in Smash Mouth.
4: Is there really? Yeah. But it's not you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're not rich, or um, if we're... One of the whatever. things I like a lot about this song, I love War's version. It's just great. It's a great song. Oh, yeah. It's just a really great song. In general. I love War. And I appreciate that Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you war.
1: warmonger, Wait, gone. I think this
4: goes back really well to last week's show that where we were talking about Kiss picking a simple name. Mm-hmm. And we were saying, like, Cake is a great name. Yeah. Like war. I mean, sometimes they, the simple names work the best. So. Like I said, simplicity it, yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like, I appreciate the Smash Mouth, like, uh, remade it and said like we're gonna keep the basics but we're gonna put our spin i think that's really cool we have a couple of those on tonight's episode where it's like it's a remake but at the same time they do their own spin and then we're gonna have one or two where it's like what the fuck did you bother remaking it for you could just play the same damn song uh so yeah so i did uh that's What Friends Are For, and he sent me, Why Can't We Be Friends? <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like I should have put him in the opposite. He, Why can't we be friends? Well, that's what friends are for, Spanky, you know. And uh, then the same thing sort of happened with the next two songs, although in a weirder kind of way. Yeah. So uh, I didn't know this about yours that's coming up, but we'll get to it. So this is mine. God.
1: Fucking Tom Waits. Sound like you smoked about 200 Marlboro I did, I, it. I
4: did check to see if I Accidentally slowed it down <laughs> Also must have had a thing For Rod Stewart tonight
2: Can't you hear me now Can't you hear me now Will I see you tonight
4: Wow
2: On a downtown plane.
4: Every night. Actually it's funny
1: we're going to see a couple artists Just pop up over and over again tonight. Yeah. Which I actually like Rod Stewart's version better. Oh,
4: God, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. So originally recorded by Tom Waits in 1985. I, I Honestly, God, I had to make sure, like, did this slow it down? Because it sounded like uh, Rod Stewart recorded a cover version that, that became a number three hit in the Billboard Hot uh, 100 chart after being released as a single in late 1989, so four years later. It was also a number one single on the album Rock and Adult uh, Contemporary Charts. The song went to number one in Canada and made the top ten in the U.K. Singles Chart in 1990. Stewart actually received a Grammy nomination for the song category of Best Male Pop Vocal Performance. And his uh, cover featured the slide uh, guitar played by Jeff Beck. Oh, you were late on that one. The slide guitar played by one Mr. Jeff Beck. There you go. Uh, yes, I did not ever know that Tom Waits did a version of this song. And when I found out he wrote it, I'm like, oh, it's Tom Waits. It's like, Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> and I think I was thinking about that as I was putting this list together tonight because there's some of these songs where I'm like, oh, God. And when Ooh. I hear the original, I'm like, because there's one I'm going to bring up here in a little bit. And then I'm like, but what if that was the only version I'd ever known? Would I have accepted it more? Page. Not knowing that there's a better version out there.
3: Oh, fellas, I just got an idea. <laughs> oh, God. You I'm get scared. Bob Dylan, Yoko Ono, Tom You had me. Tom I Waits. Was out
4: right from the beginning.
3: And get Louis, Louis Armstrong. Uh, uh, look, Louis Armstrong, I mean, he's got a good voice. Wait. Yeah, Louis Armstrong's good. Okay, so I get Tom Waits. Very unfaithful. You, you get like a nice, you got a super band right there.
2: Holy this. testicle Tuesday.
3: Yeah, yeah. They call it Tessicle Tuesday. A super band. A super band. <laughs> go around the world. Yeah, but
4: come on. You, you, Okay, you said Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. You know, it's weird, though. It's not that he's got a good voice, but sometimes it's got to be Bob Dylan's voice. You can't hear it with anybody else. I know. It yeah. It just doesn't work. I'm a fan. Uh, you know Just because his voice is so iconic You yeah. know that one of Well my favorite song he ever does What's my favorite Bob Dylan song? Lay Lady lay, lay No fuck no <laughs> Shut <laughs> up But nobody else could sing that <laughs> My favorite Bob Dylan song is Most of the Time And every time I think about it I'm like I've heard other people try to cover it and I'm like No it doesn't work for me no. Even better singers I'm like no It's gotta be Bob Dylan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gotta hear him going Most of the time Like it oh, yeah. doesn't oh, that, work for
1: that's, me That's like the song Rainy Day Woman I mean oh. The only person to sing that is Dylan. Yeah. Sometimes
4: it's just. And yeah, nobody else can sing Lay Lady Lay. What a dumb. <laughs> Lay Grab My Big Breath. <laughs> 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 it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Lay Lady Lay. <laughs> my mom always said that. I think I've said this on the show before. She's like, it's weird. Because Jacob Dylan sings like Bob, but he's got a good voice, and he looks like Bob, but he's good looking. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but both of those things are. She's not wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, oddly enough, I did Downtown Train, and then Spanky sent me his song. But it's a little weird. But we'll get to that. Let's All see right. if you guys know where it's going by the original.
2: And she's leaving on the midnight plane to Houston.
4: <laughs> Kevin's face went, what? Going back. When he's at midnight playing to to Houston, coming to a simpler place and time. That means you know the other one. Yeah. Georgia. But it's not playing either.
2: It's
4: a song you guys probably know.
2: To a simpler place and and time. Oh, you see him. Now I'll be with him. I
1: know you will. On that midnight train to
2: Georgia. On the midnight train to Georgia. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was good, guys.
1: <laughs> Damn. I want to be, uh, be a pip. Man. I was going to do that regardless. <laughs> hey, hey. You have to. Hey. That's all. It's hard yeah. to be a pimp.
0: <laughs> a, pip. a pip. A pip. It's hard pip. out here for a pip. <laughs> what the hell's a pip? <laughs> Gladys Night, Gladys Knight
4: and the pips. All right. Give it up, brother. So he sent, I did downtown train and he sent. Midnight
1: train to Georgia. Sort of to <laughs> Houston. <laughs> it works. It does work. Yeah, yeah. Work. it does. A 1973 number Oh, hold on. I'm going to yeah. stop for
4: a second. I just want to say that while that song was playing, I don't know if anybody looked over at Spanky besides me, but he was grooving, but he's like...
1: I was yeah, in that yeah, mode. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
4: mean, no, his whole face was like... Mm.
1: Mm. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, like I, I actually... Gladys Knight. I, I have that song on a 45 awesome. single. And and I've had it ever since I was a kid. So I mean, so you know it I still inside have out. It. Yeah, I played those it are the best. Times. Those are the best songs. The ones that like you just
4: as a kid, like they you've been hooked you. since yeah. you were. in... sometimes you don't even know why. You're like, I don't know. I just loved it as a kid. So it's I like still do. Yeah, I loved it as a kid. Like me and today. Elvira. Elvira. Well, every yeah. kid loved that song. Yeah. <laughs> and her, but you know, because <laughs> all we heard was <laughs> Giddy up, boom bop, boom bop, boom, Giddy up, boom. Hi
1: Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well tonight I'm Midnight Train gonna. to Georgia, a <laughs> nineteen seventy-three number one hit single by Gladys Knight and the Pips. Their second release after it's hard de- to be a Pip. Departing Motown Records for Buddha Records, written by Jim Weatherly and included on the Pips nineteen seventy-three LP Imagination. Midnight Train to Georgia won the 1974 Grammy Award for Best R&B Vocal Performance by a Duo, Group, or Chorus and has become Knight's Signature Song. But... The song was originally written and performed by Jim Weatherly under the title Midnight Plane to Houston, which he recorded on Jimmy Bowen's Amos... Records, I said Amos, not anus. Before you even say,
4: <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! You guys, what you guys don't understand is they're sitting kind of next to each other, and I can see Stu, and I see the microphone going up. He Spanky doesn't I'm not see even it. We, at he, it. We just know he's going <laughs> to say. Yeah, so. I'm sitting
3: between them, and. <laughs> Specky just knows. We all know. <laughs> we, we, we all know Stu. <laughs> and
1: Stu's like, damn it. It's my spidey senses
3: that <laughs> you're ruining my shit. We're <laughs> starting to develop like a telepathic link to Stu's world. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a scary place. It's scary. He lives uh, there all the <laughs> time.
1: Fuck, I lost my place. <laughs> <laughs> Anus records. That's it. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Snap out of it. <laughs> Uh, Recorded on Amos Records. <laughs> it was based. I can't. I can't. It was based That's on all a here.
3: Car- anus. famous I just, anus. I just can't. <laughs> Dude,
1: those would be not the cookies you want to eat. <laughs> <No>.
3: Yummy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> okay. Um. Sure. Oh, Breathe.
1: Ooh. It was based on a conversation I had with somebody about taking a midnight plane to Houston, Weatherly recalls. I wrote it as kind of a country song. Then we sent the song to some guy named Sonny Limbo in Atlanta. and he wanted- <laughs> So they
4: sent the song
1: to Limbo? Yeah. <laughs> and he wanted to... Better than anus. <laughs> he wanted to cut it with Sissy Houston. He asked if I minded if he changed the title to Midnight Train to Georgia. And I said, I don't mind. Just don't change the rest of the song. Weatherly, in a later interview with Gary James, stated that the phone conversation in question had been with Farrah Fawcett, and he used Fawcett and his friend, Lee Majors, whom she started dating, as kind of like characters. I wish I had the bionic sound right
0: there. <laughs>
1: Just insert it later.
4: Yeah. yeah okay. So there you go. I saw your face. It was great. I was looking at Kevin and he heard Midnight Plane to Houston. He went, (laughs) "No," Because you knew the song. Yeah. But it really threw you off. So originally it was Midnight Plane to Houston. I'll be damned. And then uh, they changed it to Midnight Train to Georgia. And I guess, like you said, the deal was that's fine. But the story, the the story behind the song was what was important to him. So as long as you don't change the the title, but you can change the title, the title. she singing the
1: hell out of that song. Yeah, yes she did, And she still can.
4: Yes, she can. (laughs) So my next one is the one I was talking about earlier, where we all know this version. We all know the, the early version. And when I heard the story behind it, I'm like, well, fucking, of course it was it fits mm. and well here.
2: I just have to admit that it's all coming back.
4: We all know this version.
2: When I touch you like this and I
4: This is Celine Dion. Right.
2: It's so hard to believe but it's all coming back.
4: And I, I have it's heard the, one of the other versions I, of this. I, version. the, the last version I had the two. Last I've heard, But then when I read about it I'm like it's oh my so god. Uh, listen to it. Who should have sang this song? Listen. Take her voice out. Listen to the music and the structure.
1: Especially when you find out who the writer is. This is version two. You don't know this band.
4: But it's pretty good. Actually, I think I've heard this I had before. never heard of them. Is this one of the Dee Snyder songs? The what? The no. one of the songs? No. This next person to sing it. You maybe have heard it before. But listen to the music and you're gonna be like, Oh god, of course. Isn't that meatloaf? This is meatloaf. Oh yeah, duh. Listen to the song. It totally sounds it's like him. a meatloaf. Yeah. But it sounds like yeah. a meatloaf song. This whole structure yeah. But it gets cool. The piano is like so him. Well, the beginning that like piano where he's like, you know how Meatloaf does that thing where he like plays like a light piano and kind of sings over it, and then it yeah. gets into this big, Christian so We'll wait hey, to you hear the story the, behind this. Behind all ties this in this ties together. To so, written by Jim Steinman. According to Steinman, this song was inspired by the the book Wuthering Heights, and was an attempt to write the most passionate romantic song he could ever create. Meatloaf wanted to record this song for years, but Steinman saw it as a young wo- or as a woman song. Steinman won a court movement preventing Meatloaf from recording it. It sounds like everything. out It's off- definitely right. a meatloaf, it sounds meatloaf song. Sounds exactly preventing like. It. Him? Yeah, yeah, they stopped him because he was going to do it. Um, So girl group Pandora's Box went on to record it and was subsequently made Uh, famous to recover. That was the second one. I actually liked them. I was watching the video. It was actually really good. But it was made famous through the second version, which was by Celine Dion, which really pissed Meatloaf off because he wanted to use it uh, for a planned album with the working title, Bad Out of Hell 3. Uh, Alternately, Meatloaf has said the song was intended for Bad Out of Hell 2 and uh, given to the singer in 1986, but then... Uh, but that they both decided to use I Do Anything for Love for Bad Out of Hell 2 and save the song for Bat 3. But when you listen to it, the whole structure of the song sounds like it would have fit perfectly on Bad Out of Hell 2. Right. like It sounds like a meatloaf song. Um, the song has had three major releases. The first version appeared on the concept album Original Sin re- recorded by Pandora's Box. It was then recorded by Celine Dion for her album Falling Into You. And her version was a commercial hit, reaching number two in the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, behind, oh, God, Los Del Rios, Macarena, and Backstreet Boys' No Diggity. Stu helped propel that one. <sighs> uh,
3: Back it up, Stu. Listen, no. Celine, it's it's your, your version's Baccarina. good, but
4: you're no Blackstreet's No Diggity now. Come on. How are they going to? No oh, doubt. it fell behind them. Nice. That's good. Uh, And number three in the UK singles chart, Meatloaf eventually recorded it as a duet with Norwegian singer Marion Raven for Bat uh, 3 and released it. There was a Bat Out of Hell 3? There was. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. And released as a single in 2006. So how did they get past the no recording thing? Well, Well, they stopped him from recording it then so they could let someone else record it. Oh. I mean.
3: Meatloaf had a sex change. He wanted to record it first. Right.
4: And they stopped him. No, I'm not going to let you record it as your single. So, I mean, now it's considered a remake by him as opposed right. to okay. the original, went to which went to Pandora's Box, which you should check them out. You would actually probably really like them, and I, I like their version. It's actually really yeah. good. But it does. The, as soon as I started listening to it, I'm like, oh, my God, it, it is a meatloaf song. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know he... Seems to sound horrible these days. I'm not convinced though. Uh, you know, when you have the, I know I've heard him live and it's been really bad. You have the earpiece thing in it. You can get really thrown off if you're not good. And I don't think he's good at live. I think the monitors and stuff. Dude, Bad Out of Hell 2 was like fucking awesome album. I mean, everybody was walking around going, I would do anything. I remember for the video. Love, but I won't do that. I know. And uh, then he was in Fight Club. Yeah. He had bitch tits. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yes, he did. Uh, Great movie. And then he was in uh Formula 57. I mean, he was in quite a few movies. Mm. We've all decided, we were all talking about it after um Jack Black and uh Kyle Gass did the uh Time Warp thing that they totally need to make do a remake and have Jack Black yeah. in yes. the yes. Oh yeah. He would be awesome. It's perfect casting in my opinion. Perfect. But, um so, yeah, I mean, once I heard it, I'm like, well, duh, this is a freaking meatloaf song. Oh, not, not to take away from Celine. Uh, she, she kills it, you know, unlike the other song. of her, I don't like her version of the other song that makes our list yeah. tonight. All. Well, not compared to, anyway, which uh, I think is coming up <laughs> next, actually. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, <laughs> again, <laughs> we don't compare lists. He makes his, I make mine. And what's weird is this time we didn't have any crossovers. No, we did which not. Which I thought was kind of cool, too. But there were so many similarities in what was, was happening this week. a lot of tie week. ends on this one. Uh, still. On a lot of the songs. Am I gonna cry? You're not gonna be happy. Oh crap! Oh. But you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to stick with us. You ready?
2: I. This
4: one's okay. I mean,
2: obviously.
4: I like how we're all watching. You know? yeah. This one's not good. I want you guys to tell me who this, if he, if he makes it on here. If he catches the clip, if you guys can tell me who the guy is. Did he make it into the clip? I don't know. I might have cut it. Damn it. Damn it. You didn't know what it was until just now? Yeah. Wow. wow. I figured you'd
0: know it by the music. I did too. Yeah. I mean, I knew the music. I just couldn't place it.
3: This one?
4: You got to hear the whole thing. I picked one of the better parts. It's the uh, the verses. I don't like I mean, I like Hearts Way more. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. We're not done. Sounds
0: okay.
2: The
4: who's this? We'll get to it. This is actually isn't a full remake of the song. It's Spanky will tell you. I'll get to
2: it. This
4: isn't an actual remake of the song.
2: Can you stop?
1: Sounds oh, so familiar. It probably does. All right. Alone is a song composed by Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly, who recorded it under the name I-10 on their 1983 album, Taking a Cold Look. Oh, okay. God. Here we go. It was later recorded by actress Second Valerie version. Stevenson and, and actor John Stamos on the original <laughs> soundtrack of the CBS sitcom Dreams in 1984. Uncle Jesse?
4: I just want to say I cut his part. He sounded like shit. Sorry.
1: Uh, Don't die. It is the earliest (laughs) You killed Uncle Jesse. (laughs) You killed Uncle Jesse. Yeah, he did. No,
4: take Joey instead. (laughs) What? Cut
1: it off. (laughs) Uh, In the episode, two characters write a poem and turn it into a song. The episode aired on November 7th, 1984, the song was released as a single that same day. And then someone came and kicked the shit out of this song. American rock band Heart. Fuck yeah. Covered it on their 1987 album, Bad Animals. And this version reached number one in the US and Canada. Thank you, Heart. Yes. Now, here's the shit
4: part. I think Heart could remake every Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift song, and I would fucking like it. Probably.
1: Probably. Yeah, Nancy would... Yeah, destroy it. Yeah, and, and here comes the bad part about this song. In 2007, Celine Dion recorded it for her album Taking Chances. In 2010, the last version we heard... Sort of. Sort of, kind of. Mm. Um, hold on a second. Alyssa Reed. Yeah, my notes kind of skip there. <laughs> Alyssa Reed used the music and lyrics for the course of her song Alone Again. This version reached number one in Norway and number two in Scotland. So it's
4: not actually... She just uses the chorus, and then there's actually a guy that raps to the song. And the I, I, thing is, I kind of recognized it, and then I was watching the video, and I kind of recognized her, too, so I must have... So
0: she sampled it yeah.
4: for the most part. Yeah, but part. I mean, she sings parts of the song. It's her singing. She's not sampling it. She's not. It's actually new music and her singing, but it's, she takes portions sampled of the... Sample
0: the, the song, not necessarily the
4: music. Yeah. No, I mean she uses she some of the lyrics, the, the actual chorus. She doesn't but sample anything from it. It's actually pretty good. You should check it out. Her name's Elisa Reed, and uh, you'd probably like it a lot. I actually liked it. I thought it was pretty good, and she's she's cute. So the problem is, is I I played the Celine uh, Celine Dion Celine Dion playing uh, singing the chorus, and that's okay. It's when she's singing the verses, it's not. I think the problem is we've gotten so used to the heart version and there's so much power behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of heart in it. There <laughs> is. There's I'll give you that it. one. And I don't think anybody else quite captures it the same. It's kind of like the argument Stewie and I have all the time where I don't like Marilyn Manson's version of Tainted Love. And he's like, You don't like Marilyn Manson? I actually do like Marilyn Manson. I just don't like because as His song as so a
3: person. It
4: doesn't, there's no like I don't know, I really do, I It doesn't really strike, like it, it doesn't hit hard yeah. for me And it needs to And Which is a remake of a remake anyway Which I think we did talk to, We did, we talked I about Sainted Love covered, uh, I think we covered we did,
1: that one We did You're up
4: <laughs> a continent. Is a, a continent I said country yeah, There's countries, whatever You ready? Yep
2: I just never
4: I bet you'll know the second version.
2: You are always on my
4: mind. You always, okay, okay, always, right. always on right. my mind. I think this was Dolly Parton. You probably know this version if you know any of them.
2: You were always on my
4: mind. And you probably know the next version and never connected it was the same damn song. And then you probably know the last version as well.
2: Maybe I didn't hold you.
4: You were always on my mind. Pet job, boys. Uh, this was the version I always liked. Of Maybe course. I and I guarantee you know the last version. You were always on my mind. Oh, that's what means talk about somebody who can't sing for shit but is uber popular and again willie's willie
1: yeah <laughs> the willie's <weed. laughs> willie Willy. I mean, we all the, the ha- one man I want to smoke weed with one time in my life. Have you ever heard the song "I'll Never Smoke Weed <laughs> yes, with Willie Again"? Yeah. It's one of my Toby favorites. Keith. I don't
0: uh, really, I don't do that, and I want to. No, by, I want to smoke weed every with one Jim of us with Snoop Dogg,
4: even Kevin, who is straight like, as straight edges uh, They come. But, if Willie Nelson was like, "Will you?" You'd be like, "Yeah, yeah I will." But I'll it,
3: cough it, a it, I will but, smoke
4: pot with you, and then fuck Betty White. It <laughs> is funny about <laughs> you would have
0: done that without smoking. Yeah, yeah. I
3: mean, you would too. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Every maybe. one of us maybe. would. No, there's no maybe. You'd be like, I'm going to tell the guys about this later. Yeah. <laughs> Betty White would rock your world. High five,
3: everybody. Woo. Just fuck
4: ben Written White. by Wayne Carson, Johnny Christopher, and Mark James. Gwen McCray first recorded the song as You Were Always On My Mind in 1972. But then Brenda Lee also released a version which peaked at number 45 on the U.S. country chart that same year. So that's the first version we heard was Brenda Lee. Uh, which was they changed the name to Always On My Mind. Uh, The song has been a crossover hit, charting in both the country and western and pop categories, notably Brenda Lee in 1972, Elvis Presley the same year, so three people released it in 1972, Uh, John Wesley Riles in 1979, Willie Nelson's Grammy award-winning version in 1982, and The Pet Shop Boys in 1987, which, of course, because I'm an 80s nerd, happens to be my favorite version. But I would probably argue... I would say Willie Nelson's is probably the most famous followed yeah, by Elvis yeah. Presley. I mean, Willie won a freaking Grammy for it, so, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm,
1: I'm a fan of Elvis yeah, right. and, and Willie both, but I, I really like Willie's version better. Yeah, you like Willie better? No, Willie's version of the song. You like willies better? (laughs) (laughs) I'd see what you're trying
4: to do there. I'm not Stu. Spanky like willies better. We all heard it. Spanky prefers (laughs) willies. I heard it. Uh, The next one is by Senior Spank Dog over there. It's a wonderful song. Anyway, you flip it um, and Stu will most definitely know the remake, Uh, but I believe we have a few versions of this one as well, so you'll probably know them all, but I know you know the latest one.
2: day I'm more confused, but I look for the light and the and
0: rain, oh yeah, you know that's a game that I hate to lose, but I'm feeling the strength, the strength. Although
4: this is my favorite.
0: Give soul. Oh,
2: get lost roll and Give me the beat boys, free my soul.
4: And this is the one Stewie probably away. knows really well. But this Won't is you So this is one of those ones where I'm kind of like, man, I cut that one really short on him. <laughs> We're, we'll, we'll, I'll let you get into it, but we'll go ahead, and then I'll kind of talk about that last version. It's Drift good.
1: A, Drift Away by Mentor Williams, written in 1970 and originally recorded by John Henry Kurtz on his 1972 album Reunion. Mentor Williams was a country songwriter, and John Henry Kurtz was an actor and swamp rock singer. It was Swamp thing. Late- <laughs> It's been a long time. Yeah! Wow! <laughs> that that was is a throwback
4: to the eighties. Wow. Swamp
1: thing. Wow! Ooh, I'd forgotten about I that too. No still. kidding. You're Damn. welcome. Uh, occasionally, he will say something clever, at least yeah. to us, and you're, some of our listeners will catch it. You're welcome. <laughs> it was later given to soul singer Dobie Gray, for whom it became a surprise international hit. And in the- Dobie loves Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> and the best known version. There are a bunch of people listening right now that just laughed. I just want to state that. In 1973, the song became Dobie Gray's biggest hit, peaking at number five on the Billboard Hot 100 and certified gold by the RIAA. It was the final pop hit for Decca Records in the United States. A new version by Uncle Cracker Cracker with Gray Became a major hit in two thousand three. I
4: guess that makes it make a lot more sense is that he used Adobe uh, Gray because I th- I think Uncle Cracker's version is great. I think it's wonderful, yeah. but it's not really any different than the Adobe Gray one. But I guess that makes sense. Yeah, if he had Adobe yeah. collaboration, Gray with him. yeah, then it's fine. A- and that's what I was saying earlier. Sometimes it's kind of like, why did you remake it? But that makes sense. Yeah. Uncle Cracker is one of those uh, artists that I th- I actually think he's. Fairly talented guy. He um, was a Kid Rock's DJ for a while. Yeah, he was. Yep, He spun off from Kid Rock. And I, I think he's... Well, I, sorry, Spanky. I think he's a better singer well, than that Kid was Rock. a good play, too. Um, Spinoff, DJ. <laughs> uh, it's your same sound you make for sex. <laughs> Literally, it's the same. If he's talking about sex, he does the same... <laughs> um, I, I actually think Uncle Cracker's... Pretty talented and has had a few decent songs. I I think he, I, I I think it's that stigma that yeah. stays attached to him that's hard to to get away from. I think it's, yeah, it's
0: hard to drift away.
4: It, it is hard to drift away from the Kid Rock stigma. It really is. I, I mean, we all know. I mean, Stu and I are not haters of Kid Rock. We've both owned albums. We we like some Kid Rock. I and mean, I
0: don't like any of his like newer Later stuff. stuff yeah, I don't
1: either. But yeah, we're huge fans the for Devil stuff, Talk and stuff, calls, I think it Was great. actually. I, Kid Rock does put on a pretty good show. Yeah. We've seen him a few years ago. But we all have to admit,
4: he definitely carries that white trash stigma with him. It's yes, hard for does. him to lose it. And I think that it's hard for people like Uncle Cracker to kind of... Plus, his name's Uncle Cracker. <laughs> right. <laughs> Spelled with <a> <laughs> the I,
3: I could go a lot further, but I won't. Um, <laughs> Was it three Ks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Uncle uh, <laughs> Cracker. We weren't um, going to go there.
4: Uh, I, but I love Dobie Gray's version of the song. Yes, which I I never knew there was a version before that. It's a it's a wonderful song. Yeah, it is. it's a, what just one of those mellow driving songs. on a summer afternoon. You uh, can just sort of again cruise.
1: one of one of the songs from my childhood that I absolutely love. It's, it's still one of my. It, it's up there on my top ten list. It's a great song, man. Uh, I think we're.
3: How's the battery life on your tablet?
4: We might have. I might have. So I think the next two are technically both my picks, but maybe not. Uh, I, I might remember. have screwed up the order a little bit. That's okay though. I mean, either way, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Uh, unless this, I don't know. Here's this one. Uh, right now, we're fine. Step by step, bit by bit. Oh,
2: this is right. Stone, step yeah. by
4: step, day by day. Uh, well, you know who this is singing. Step by step. Yes.
2: Step by
4: step. Step by Is this chair? No, Bite your ma, tongue. Ma, ma. Much more talented than chair.
2: Annie hey, hey, hey. don't you go too
4: far step by step, originally written and recorded by Annie Linux the song appeared on the B-side to Linux uh, 1992 single Precious Whitney Houston released a reworked crossover R&B pop cover version in 1996 on the album the Preacher's Wife. Uh, Houston's version replaced Linux verses with new lyrics and amidst portions of the bridge. Annie Lennox provides backing vocals for Houston's rendition, however. Oh, that's kind of cool. I think it's very cool. Um, We've talked about it before. I've gotten some hate for it uh, from certain people. Um, I think Whitney Houston is a wonderful singer. I don't always like her songs, um, but her remakes tend to be pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. And even Dolly Parton has admitted like that. That was my album, but that was her song. I mean, like she she tore it up. So, I, I and I think I think people respected her remakes of stuff. So I think it's kind of cool that Annie, Annie Lennox. But don't you ever compare Annie Lennox to Cher? My bad. Annie Lennox doesn't put all kinds of like pitch shifters on her voice and shit. It's so all Cher knows how to do these days.
3: Well, she is in her nineties. I've lost track of, uh, I, might, I might have
4: put them in a weird order. <laughs> I, th- I think <laughs> this one is off my list. It might have been. It wouldn't just have surprised I me. Just, I
1: just looked at your list, and this one wasn't on it. It,
4: might have, it, would, it wouldn't have surprised me either way, to be honest. Yeah, um, right. This is uh, this, that, because I'm a huge fan. I actually like this song, and this is the version we all know. I did not know this about this song, and um, this was one earlier where I said, like, I love the one version so much, I wonder if I would have liked it had I not known that there was a better version out there. Right. But here we go. I want to see if... Okay. I promise you guys won't know the version that's about to play. I want to see if you guys can tell me what the song is before we get into the second version or, and who's singing it. Ready? All
2: right. I could this new No,
1: oddly enough. Good guess, but
4: no. It's a a good guess for a reason. You don't know the song?
3: I do know the song.
4: Well, how's this? China girl,
1: China girl. This is David Bowie. Who's the other? You'll find out in a moment. I love this song
0: some
4: pretty
1: close. There are there are some similarities yeah, they, they, in their vocals, but very it's really cool when you hear the sound. story here. Actually, "China Girl," written by Iggy Pop and oh. David Bowie, oh, what? Oh, wow. written by yeah. Iggy
4: Pop and, and David, David Bowie, David Bowie. Oh, totally makes
1: oh. sense. Well, hold on. Oh, okay. During their years in Berlin, first appearing on Pop's debut solo album, "The Idiot," nineteen seventy seven, the song cool. became more widely known when it was re recorded by Bowie. Who released it as the second single from his most commercially successful album, "Let's Dance" (1983)? Let's dance. The Great UK album. single release of Bowie's version reached number two for one week on 14 June 1983. Yeah, I write that was written British style, right? Which is fine. <laughs> June 14th. Yeah for the for the lay people out there, it's June 14th. <laughs> lame people from the U.S. I said lay, not no, lame, and I said lame people <laughs> from the U.S. While the U.S. release reached number ten, the song was inspired by Iggy Pop's infatuation with Kathleen or Quelan Co- Cue- Quelan Gwyn, a Vietnamese woman, as a metaphor for his Stooges career. But the song was called "China Girl," right?
4: <laughs> yeah, I was like, Wait she was Vietnamese. They all look the same <laughs> <laughs>
1: Production-wise, the original recording that appeared on The Idiot is raw and unpolished compared to Bowie's hit yes, remake in 1983. Niall Rogers, the producer of Bowie's 83 version of the song, offered his own interpretation of the lyrics. This is good. I figured China Girl was about doing drugs because China is China White, which is heroin. Girl is cocaine. I thought it was a song about speedballing. I thought in the drug community in New York, coke is girl and heroin is boy so then i proceeded to do this arrangement which was alter pop because i thought being david bowie he would appreciate the irony of doing something so pop about something so taboo and probably not wrong and what was mm-hmm. really cool was that he said i love that but it really wasn't
4: <laughs> but it still sort of fits I had always known the Bowie version. I never knew Iggy Pop mm-hmm. yeah. ever recorded a version. But of But it, it
3: totally makes sense. I mean, I know they used to hang out all right. the time.
4: Totally, and it's I, I it's odd when it started playing. You are like, is it David Bowie? And I am like, weird that you would say that. And but how no.
0: uh, Papa's still alive and he's not.
4: Right Well last week we were talking about people who did all the drugs And if you do all the drugs and don't die it, it, then It preserves uh, yes. you yes. Yeah. It's Iggy Pop <laughs> And I'm sure Iggy Pop has done and his And That's charity. why uh, he did
0: his That's why Nicky says he's going to live to be 150 Yeah but Remember when he was the
3: dad on Pete. Pete
4: and Pete On Nickelodeon I didn't watch Pete and Pete but I do remember the show No I did not No oh, Iggy yeah. Pop That's kind of awesome though Yeah. And like I said they're just going to keep propping Mick's body up on the side of the stage <laughs> and even if he dies, they'll just prop him up. They'll they'll soak him in formaldehyde and Weak prop him and then up. Bernie's. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'll the Bernie-style Mick I mean, that's all he really does anyway now. He just wears <laughs> giant black hats and capes. He looks like the Grim Reaper, and you, he so, doesn't move. Okay. Like, Tommy's up there, Wah!
1: and Mick's over there like,
0: <laughs> so, someone <laughs> could actually be playing. It's kind of
1: hard. He walks move. out. <laughs> he walks. <laughs> kind of hard to move when your bones are like concrete. Yeah, that's,
0: that's true. So that someone would be true. playing the, the guitar, and they'll just put a face like his right in
4: front of him. Like <laughs> it's a
3: projection. Don't Super, it. Super You know, we we are giving
4: the guy shit, but we should be giving him props because he does have a debilitating disease, and, and that hurts, yeah. like it hurts like hell. It does from hurt minor. him to get up there and play, and he still does. So. Oh
3: shit! I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: yeah he has, has. He has AS. Yeah, he can't move his. He literally has to yeah, walk
4: he's like ha- a robot and, and almost. And I mean, oh. he's had this since like the late 80s. Oh, fuck. Well, he's older
3: than all the rest of them, You too. guys are assholes. he's assholes. We love the crew. Oh, man. He's I like make 60s. Fun of the dude. I mean, considering our killing streak lately. You, I mean, you mean, would totally
4: like, make you know. fun
1: of the dude. Don't
4: <laughs> try to come off yeah, he's as like the saint 60s of the
1: Kill streak. We're not playing Call of Duty here, so come on now. Uh, you guys may or may not have known this next Killing one Killing streak
4: <laughs> <laughs> You may or may not have known This next one was a remake um, You, If you did, I don't know if you've ever heard the original but I accidentally hit the button So you're going to hear it now Did he just say Monkey Tuna Lada? Probably.
2: 1979
4: love song, Gloria Was, that became an international hit. The song was originally written and composed by Italian... Umberto Tozzi and Giancarlo Bigazzi and afterwards translated to English by Jonathan King a 1982 cover version by American singer Laura Branigan sold over 2 million singles in the United States two alone. So I don't I actually knew and had heard snippets of the original before um but I didn't really know it that well. But I did know that it was a remake of an Italian song. I knew that. But actually the um this is kind of not to the level of 99 Sigloof balloons, um, but it was one of those weird, s- sort of famous, even though in another language, kind of songs mm. here in the U.S. Like but the but Macarena, kind of yeah. <laughs> Which, well, the the actual the version of that that became famous here was the American Eyes or version. La Bamba. Yeah, Which are very good. Yeah, oh, Stu has la become bamba. obsessed with a uh, yeah, like a, a
0: China, China,
4: Chi- China. Are they Chinese?
0: I think. So. Anyway,
4: they're these like metal chicks. You talking about baby metal? No, no. no. Uh, it's they're pretty hot.
0: I have to look it up. Stu's gonna look remember. it up. Yeah. He's
4: gonna look it up. They but get, uh, but I mean, yeah. I mean, they're kind of like baby metal, but they're not um, not quite that heavy. Okay. Um,
1: they're pretty good though. All right.
4: Yeah, Stu's been, I think I, been, I,
1: know, I might know the band you're talking. He's about. He's been posting I... them
4: on YouTube a lot lately. Stu gets in these weird things where he lays... I know what he does. Because he's done it out on the couch, but he'll lay in bed at night and just fall down the rabbit hole looking up bands. And you always know those nights because his Facebook page will just be band after band after band. <laughs> just keep posting <laughs> songs. He does it. Like, I think it's one. getting to the point where I'm going to have to like snooze Stewie for about 30 days. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Matt just... Uh, I love you, Matt. Matt sends me mashups all the time. Yeah. He loves to send me mashups. But Stewie's been obsessed with one of Matt's mashups, which is the... Uh, Huey Lewis uh yeah, Metallica. Metallica. It's so in sync with like it's perfect. It is pretty good. Stu's like need to do it on stage together. <laughs> That's my Stu impression. Let's all do our Stu impressions, right? This is mine. Uh band made. Did I not sound exactly the fuck like him when I just said that? <laughs> yeah. All right. What? I just said, "Here's my Stu impression," and you went uh band made. Right right when
3: I said it. So i was Dead like, "Damn, on. I'm good." <laughs> it's like he's in the room <laughs> with us. do you have
4: him up?
0: Uh, I can play one. Yeah, play mm-hmm. a few
4: seconds. This is uh, Stewie's going to play some band made. They're they're hot too. So they're wearing like you know school girly looking outfits, of course.
1: Is that that one you put up the video of the chick that playing the Probably. violin doing eruption? He's posted a couple.
3: What they look like. Okay. Is this a, this is a made out song?
4: Yes. Is this the one where they're live in concert? Okay. I've, I've watched some of it. Um, so Stu Post 1 on where they're live in concert and this is I don't know. Oh uh, yeah. It's a I don't know real if this sounds racist. Somebody will have to tell me because I don't mean for it to be but they're like this metal band and there's yeah. So there's there's all these Asian people out in the audience like slam dance like we did back in like the 80s and I'm like this just seems not right to me like I can't picture this it's like it the, are you watching it it's yeah, like it. It, it's kind of like oh whoa, this is surreal oh that's badass all right anyway it's kind of surreal though and it's kind of like. They're going through a renaissance of shit we were doing back in the, like the late '80s and nine. like it's weird, but it's great. It's I mean, music. I
0: don't understand what they're saying, but it sounds awesome. <laughs>
4: I, I I do like the sound of it.
0: Yeah, yeah I Americans are stupid. Well, they <laughs> actually uh, these girls, um, these girls. It's either band-made or uh, Baby Metal that got up with uh, uh Juice Priest guy. Uh, baby I think metal. it was Baby Metal. Yeah, I think I remember it. Yeah, Rob yeah, they, they, I remember they it. They yeah. got on stage with him. I'm like,
4: this is freaking amazing. Yeah, I mean, they're. I mean, they've been pretty famous for a while now. Baby crossed metal over. Has. I mean, like, but that's what I mean. It's like, it's like Asian culture is like, hey, guess what we're gonna do now? And it's like, we you're bringing back something and making it popular. That it's it's kind of cool. It's, it is it's it's very sweet. like it is I very. that was
0: really big in the Ramstein when it first came out.
4: Do do house do. Stu Hast, Stu Hast, Stu Hast, Stu Haast. Remstein.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I don't understand what they're saying too, but the the well, music
4: is real good. Stu Hast is you, you hate, hate, hate me. me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Th- but
0: that's the only thing I know about that part.
4: <laughs> like, I don't know anything. They could be
0: saying Stu's an asshole. They probably, they probably are. are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Maybe I talked to him. They were like, "We are." Yeah. Hey, guess what? Spanky's next song is this. Oh.
0: And the sign said, Oh, yeah, here I knew this people need was a
4: remake. not apply. So I took my hair up under my hand and I went in to ask him why. He said, You look like a fine, upstanding young man. I think you do. So I took off my hat and said, Imagine that. Huh, me working for you. Oh, signs, signs everywhere, signs. I could have went with the live version, but I didn't. The live version is actually the most popular one. I know. Well, there's two. They had a concert version and then an unplugged version. Both live, but I just went with the... Uh, yeah,
0: I actually did know that was a remake,
4: and I remember sure the first... You did.
3: I freaking love the MTV unplugs. Yes. Yeah, they were great. Right.
4: We'll do a whole episode. We were talking about that last, yeah. uh, last show. Yeah, LL Cool
1: Jack. Signs by the Canadian Sorry. rock group Five Man Electrical Band. It was written by the band's frontman, Les Emerson, and popular popularized by the relatively unknown band who recorded it for their second album goodbyes and butterflies in 1970 re-released in 1971 as the a-side signs reached number four on number four in canada and number three in the u.s billboard hot 100 chart billboard ranked it as the number 24 song for 1971 it became a gold record, gold record. signs was covered and recorded live by tesla tesla for their five-man acoustical jam album in 1990. Who went on to create cars. Oh, And spaceships. <laughs> and and flamethrowers. Uh, yeah. And Holy trucks. shit. And,
4: and before that. Elon, Elon Musk has literally become yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> I hate yogurt. Tesla the car. Tesla the spaceship. Tesla the flamethrower. And before that, <laughs> PayPal. And my favorite, Elon Musk the doll. May the Schwartz be with you. Always. I <laughs> oh, won't.
1: <well. laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yep. Uh, Signs? Yeah, peaking at number eight on the pop charts. This cover had minor changes to the lyrics. The line, blocking out the scenery, was changed to fucking up the scenery, and made up my own little sign was changed to made up my own fucking sign because they were hard. That's right. <laughs> a studio version recorded in 2007, which is what you which just appeared heard. on the EP "A Piece of Time." Used the original lyrics.
4: We actually, I played a clip of the uh, studio version, but the live. You're right. The live version was what they were. Tesla was very famous for.
1: Um, which the live uh, live version, I believe, was recorded at the Tropicana. Tropicana or I think uh, there were two. Because I,
4: I was watching the videos of them and I can't remember where the other one was.
0: Actually, I want to say Troubadour,
1: but I, that I, think, that's I don't Al, think it was the Troubadour.
4: It is in LA. Um, I, I remember watching that video. And, then, and then they. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think it was one of those kind of like, I don't know that they intended it to be like a hit. They were just, you know, sometimes bands get up and do.
0: Well, a song well, live you know, and it just sort of when the acoustic things started coming around. That's well, and
4: then they ended up doing right. the unplugged version, which is also fairly famous. Well, I was we I, I talked about it to you guys. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show, I probably have. But um, when I went to see uh, Bare Naked Ladies and um, uh, shit, uh, Better Than Ezra opened up for him which Better Than Ezra was awesome that night. But he just breaks into a version of uh, uh, Tiny Dancer. And like everybody went nuts, and he killed it. And he's I mean, he's walking to the audience like, "Oh, Mick time and everybody's like, "Ah!" It was great. And then they got up with uh, it was, it was really good because they got up with bare naked ladies and started singing WKRP in Cincinnati." But it was uh, funny because bare naked ladies are like, "We're now gonna f- so we're we're gonna sing a song, uh, made famous by a TV show." And everybody's ah, because they're gonna sing "The Big Bang Theory," right? <laughs> And then they start going, "Baby, if you ever wonder," and everybody's like, "Oh shit!" It was it was pretty cool.
3: It's the name uh, of our town.
4: Yeah, but it's a cool song. It the WKRP cool in Cincinnati and song is show. great. Yeah, we were talking about that today at work. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those things where Tesla was just like, "Let's just let's do
1: this song live," and it just and there was actually several covers that was on that Tesla album as well. Because uh, Mother's Little Helper. Yeah um, Signs And then I think there was One or two others I can't remember Which tracks they Honestly, were That's a for. That's a show topic We should try
0: once uh, Acoustic Live Or live versions Live sounded, versus acoustic Or, or something like live that Live versions Better than the original yeah, we should Studio Live versus
4: acoustic We'll okay. play it And let everybody decide Which one they think Is better it. That's that's good That's a good show topic We'll have to And we should all come Every now and then He comes up with Every once idea. in a while Something
1: smart Two in one, one night
0: what the hell?
4: <laughs> uh, honestly, like I, I know Tesla, but I never really listened to Tesla, so yeah. I don't
1: know a lot of Tesla. But I knew songs. I wasn't really big into the band, but yeah. I did like a lot of their music. They
0: have one album that's like great from front to back. It, it, it I think it has. No, it came afterwards. I think
1: you, uh, you talking about uh, great radio controversy album yes, I think so. That had that album was just full of like it had like hits hit
0: after hit after hit. Tesla kind of fell but they were short lived.
4: Right. They kind of fell into that same like bucket for me as Queens Right. It's like I knew a couple of songs and really liked them, but Mm -hmm. I didn't really listen to them. They're still around
0: but they that one album
4: is pretty much their Uh uh, for Queens Right it would be is the album Jet City Woman. Operation Mind Crime is that the album I that think has that's jets the album and, yeah. and Silent Lucidity? Yeah. Yeah. Like those are Silent Lucidities.
1: That's song. like my favorite Queensrÿche song because it's it's a wonderful song, <laughs> right?
4: Just a Woman's Mind, f- which woman is also a great song. There. And then I don't really know much else by them. Yeah, and it's weird because I'm like li- Silent Lucidity was kind of big there yeah. for a minute, and it's just sort of that would actually like like Kevin's looking around like, "What the fuck uh, are you guys?" That, that would be what's enough. your white boys talking about? Silent Lucidity. That yeah. would be another one. Do you know of my that f- song?
2: Yeah
1: Uh,
4: Standing next to you with silent lucidity.
1: That would be one of my other songs for a karaoke night. The uh, tablet's
4: getting low, so we're gonna we're actually going into my last song, the last song on the list, song of the night, guys. You're not gonna fucking know what it is until the second version plays, except except me. But it's weird, okay? Because it's you're not gonna hear the similarities at first either. All right, here we go. Just play it.
2: Sever in the sky at night I wonder Do your tears of morning sink beneath the sun Goddess of a universe come quickly for the call of
1: It's got kind of a folky sound to it Everyone. Which is yeah kind of like Simon Garfunkel folk
4: He's trying. Trust me, you don't know, but watch. (laughs) Oh, my God. Listen to the words and the structure. It's it's actually all in there.
1: just more upbeat and dance style. Weird video to watch her yeah, in. It
4: is it's it's very weird. She's going through that '90s phase where she's got like the blonde hair and the jean jacket. And it's... I
2: think it was the last
4: I've heard of her. I think she did good. Uh, Ray of light. Only the original is not called Ray of Light. Uh, this is the 1998 Madonna British folk music duo with Curtis Muldoon. Anyway, uh, it's the title track from her seventh album, uh, Ray of Light, from 1998, and was released as the album's second single on May 6, 1998. Madonna wrote songs with William Orbit. Uh, Madonna, worked, Madonna worked primarily with Orbit after Guy Osseri, I don't know who that is, a Maverick Records partner. Uh, anyway, the, he, they phoned, uh, she phoned Orbit, and, and they suggested that he send some songs over to Madonna, and he sent thir- a, a 13-track digital audio tape to Madonna, and Ray of Light was among these tracks. It's based on a track called Zephrin from 1971 by English folk music duo Curtis Muldoon, consist- consisting of Dave Curtis and Clive Muldoon. In 1996, English singer... I tried to find this. I tried my hardest. 1996, English singer and songwriter Christine Leach, Madonna's niece, Muldoon's niece, had recorded her version of the track Uh, Leach said she had always loved the duo's work And Zephyrin was her favorite Um, She worked for a time with Orbit And recorded a demo of Zephyrin Over a melody on which he was working Leach uh, rewrote the chorus And also removed a few bits From the original composition Uh, Orbit included it in the dat Thinking that Leach had written the song And then after Madonna heard the demo She really liked it Then she reworked the whole thing And some of the lyrics to create the song Ray of Light. So the original is actually called Zephyrin, but if you go back and listen to them now, mm. you'll hear it. It's very, they're, they're drastically yeah. different songs, but then if you go back, you're like, oh my god, it's there. It's really weird. I tried to find the Christina uh, uh, the Christine Leach version. I looked all over for it and couldn't. Um, it just kept coming back up with the uh, Curtis, uh, Curtis Muldoon version because she worked on it with them, so I couldn't actually find it. And when I first heard it, I'm like, these aren't the same song. I'm like, she really didn't like. And then I put them together, and I'm like, oh my god, like it is the same song. It was it was mind bending to me how different but yet the same they really are. Mm. So basically, if you go back and listen to the original now, I'll play the clip again. Just just the first part. So just listen to the picture that kind of speed it up and picture that.
2: It's there It's
4: all there They actually say the name of the song Oh, this whole line This whole line is the first line for Madonna too Mm -hmm. And then And I feel like I just got got home It's really I had to listen to it a couple times And I'm like, oh my
1: god, it is there It's right there I mean, I can hear it I can put that beat in my head And hear that
4: and so, this
1: reminds me of Bowie right here. Yeah,
4: like
1: definitely got that I, I Bowie still and a little Bob it. Seger. Yeah, I, I still yeah. can't hear
0: it. And I feel. <laughs> now I hear it.
3: Yeah, speeding it up. Like, like,
0: yeah,
4: I was trying. I just couldn't. Well, you have to. You can hear. It's hard to hear Madonna when you're hearing them, but you can hear them when you're listening to Madonna. It's very weird. It's the whole this line is exactly what they just sang. And they even did the and I feel like I just got home. It's
2: very weird.
1: When you did that, I automatically thought of the whole exactly why I did it. The Zuma
4: uh, Zuma Zuma guys stuma 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 stuma. stuma. So there you go, guys. Another uh fifteen songs that you probably didn't know were remakes. And I we got some faces tonight, which was interesting. There was a whole when that one we got a face from Stewie, it was like Yeah,
1: was really <laughs> did, that, yeah. Well, that was round two. I would love to see what round three So holds. spank dog and I were
4: talking about it, and we're pretty
1: sure we can pull off a round three. I think um, we can.
4: So it, it, it it's definitely getting tougher because you want songs that you've heard. <laughs> like, I think the most obscure one on that list, the one I know was my list or on my list was step-by-step. Step. Even I didn't know it. I'm like, I've heard it,
3: but I don't really know it. And um, it was part of a, TGA, a TGIF lineup.
4: Yeah. I actually almost, I tr- I was going to try to find the st- the uh, theme song for step-by-step Step and just throw you guys all the fuck off. But I didn't. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, there you go. So I mean I we I saw some facial expressions tonight. I saw Kevin's for midnight train to Georgia, and I think that one really also saw Spanky's for midnight Uh, train to Georgia. It definitely
3: threw me off. The midnight plane to
4: Houston, (laughs) 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 his face went like this.
3: He's like, I know the song.
4: Yeah, that's oh what? Uh-huh. That, that, that's that Tim Allen. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty interesting. <laughs> and then uh, I know Ray of Light there got Stu. And it's, it's weird because, you know, when we were doing this, I feel like this list even more than the first one, most of the remakes were, and the first one had a lot, but all almost all these remakes were huge hits. Whereas the originals, uh, the first list, it was kind of like somewhere real obscure. Like the original, it was kind of like, oh, somebody did this song, but like nobody would ever heard it. O- unlike this one where it's like Elvis and Brenda Lee and, and Celine Dion doing the song. So, and Rod Stewart. So they were, hu- they were huge artists doing them right. up front, but we all just like the heart one really threw me off. Uh, like that, that one really messed with Stu Hart yeah. too. <laughs> I-, I didn't know that. That was on Spanky's list and, um. He sent it over. I'm like, did we did we talk about Heart being a remake? We did, but it wasn't... Uh, no, it was Fleetwood Mac that was on yeah. our first list. And uh, again, it's one of those things where it's like, but the Fleetwood Mac version's so much better. I think
1: if we, if we come back with a part three on this, which I think we will, Thres? we're going to have to dig deeper. I think I might be able to add something
0: to
4: that uh, one. For ditto. Well, if you guys ever want to put one together, it'd be fine. Now, of course... I'm going to have to piece together the music, but it'd still be fun for me.
0: All right. I mean, I don't think I could do a lot, but I think I could get a couple. And
1: I mean, I mean, if you could just come up with five, so that's still not going So we're going
4: gonna to let you behind the curtain right now. So Spanky comes up with, I mean, his own list, and he sends it to me. I don't know what he's picking, but I do all the notes. I don't make him do this shit. I send them <laughs> over to him. I write the notes and send it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he prefers yeah, it. That way. It's easier that way. He's like, just send me some notes, dude. I
1: really don't have time to, right. to sit down and pull all.
4: And I, I like mean, that. I have our lunches and I sit at a computer, so I, I have can an hour lunch too. But well, I mean, but I sit at a computer back to work, and I uh, and I can spread. I don't do them all one day. I'll do 15 minutes on lunch here and there, and I just right. get them all. So if you guys ever want to do one, I, I, in fact, I would welcome it. It would be a lot of fun. Sure, uh, to have somebody else kind of uh, deliver the songs.
3: My list will have a bunch of Prince stuff, so you know, hope you guys don't mind. But why well, you yeah. we'll tell us it. now? Yeah, yeah don't, well. tell, don't tell us what it is. Surprise! Right. Is my yeah, I, I, I'll surprise. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, right. it it's, it's not
0: Prince. It's not nothing. not going to be Prince. What I would
3: say?
4: Did I do you remember that when? Uh, uh uh mike. no oh. mike made me a cd oh yeah of prince stuff and he gives it to me and i was like dude this says prints and he's like oh damn <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was like yeah you're a prince
4: <laughs> i get it my brain does that shit sometimes too but uh i mean it, it can't be nothing compares to you which i know me and you differ on that which is weird i would figure you would take my side on it because i think which what? that was on our first remake list I I think well, his version is so much better, and I, I like hers. I,
3: no, I, I don't think
4: we differ. I mean, there's like there's a, you a couple said of versions on I've heard, that episode that you like her version better, but then you turn around and said that you thought Prince's was the better version all in one fell swoop.
3: There was like a couple of versions Prince did, and <sighs> I only know uh, the
4: one that I hear now. The, was I don't know what else he did.
3: There was one with uh, Rosie Gaines um, yeah, that I he only did. know one of him. Okay, uh, and I really yeah. like it. They're both pretty good.
4: I always thought, you know. It's just weird. I I think Prince was just notorious for... Well, we all know, you know, given his song, Round and Round, Tevin Campbell, that's Prince song. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, he did this all the time. And he, he, a lot of times, would do backing on it, because he's uh, he's in the background. He's in the Mm -hmm. backing vocals. And in the video. Which I also think is very cool. Well, it's from uh, Graffiti Bridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. What I think is cool, though, is Prince, who... This is so hard to say. I mean, to say he was stuck on himself, I don't think that's accurate. No. I, I don't think – I think people thought of him that way, but he didn't think of him that way. He just was who he was. But Prince would take the background to other people all the time and oh put yeah. him up front.
3: I mean, he was definitely controlling with certain aspects. I mean, just Yeah, like the, Morris Day. Yeah, just ask <laughs> the time or the original seven. Yeah. That, the, that I, was effed up. There
4: has to be something behind that w- that we just don't know because it just. Seem, but they they're didn't have like their head of no. they, and To them, no, they I, act I, shocked like they didn't understand like why. I think it
3: was just prince, it's being, just a prince dick. being prince being <laughs> prince.
4: Yeah, you know what? I would imagine though that uh, had he had he not passed away, I, I could totally see him two years down the road going, "Okay, you can have it now."
3: Yeah, I like, totally it, could have seen it. Yeah, but then I mean. Uh, I mean, uh, they're they're Morris Day in the time now again. Yeah, now. <laughs> so I mean, his and the thing is that album was so freaking. It's a good album. Condensate, condensate by the original seven. Is, Check it, it out. He's not wrong. It's a good album. I think it's if, if, if you they, like Morris Day at all. If they had just are they going to go the, back
0: and change the title or no, uh, no. their name? The I their doubt
3: group. It. If they had just named it the time, you would probably say it was their best album ever. I I bet you they couldn't. But they couldn't. I bet We're you they just couldn't just call it even.
4: I mean, I bet you they couldn't even call it just the time. Maybe yep. he should have went with Morris Day in the original
3: seven. Maybe that would have helped. That maybe maybe that would have helped. Does but he own the name too? It's his name. Yeah, <laughs> he
4: can't. You can't. He owns his own name. You can't. Uh, you can't take that away. Oh God Prince probably could have. <laughs> he probably could have. You are no longer Morris Day. <laughs> Damn it. Well, it's so part of, that, part Prince of the Prince took my name. It's part What's of your Caribbean. name now? <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I just made a symbol near the folk at home. It's like, he gave me a fucking symbol. <laughs> but
3: yeah, that's I, the name I was
4: born with. It is a pretty cool album. You might actually kind of enjoy it. It's It's, it's a fun it's album to listen fun. to. Very yeah. the Dude, the title track is called Condensate, and it opens up with him going, I don't sweat. I, I condensate. condensate. He's like, I'm so cool. I don't sweat. I condensate. And I'm like, that is yeah. awesome. <laughs> Morris Day is just a fun band in general. Dude, I could, we could just have a, a whole day of listening to Morris Day and Parliament, and, like, you can't be Ugh. unhappy listening to it. You can't. Like, there's no sad uh, Parliament songs. <laughs> they didn't no. Do, no. They, they didn't do any, like, and now we're going to do a ballad.
3: Right. <laughs> so it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. I, I highly recommend checking out, if you haven't, uh, Tales from the Tour Bus as a Mike Judd, you know, Guy from King of the Hill, Beef's a yeah. Mike, Mike Judge.
4: He did some documentaries and stuff. I know that.
3: Uh, check out Tales from the Tour Bus. Is awesome.
4: That, is that his documentary about? Uh,
3: it's like a series of a bunch of bands like James Brown. Oh, really? Yeah. James Brown, on, The Times. Is it, it on, on Netflix?
4: Netflix? <laughs> 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 right? We're both like excited. Is it on Netflix?
3: Uh, it's not on Netflix, uh, but you could probably you can check out clips. I- I've seen clips on YouTube. I'll find it on Firestick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, House. do that. What highly
4: recommend Cat it. Catmouse. Cat um, Y'all check it out because I love those kinds. Of, so does Stewie, actually. We like uh, band documentaries and series and stuff yeah. like that. You guys
3: will freaking love it. So I keep yeah, telling I like you, stuff like you need that.
4: to watch Echo in the Canyon. You'd probably like it, too. You definitely need to watch Biggest Little Band from Texas. It was very. We need to do a ZZ Top episode. Uh, Stewie and I really want to, and we've been talking about it for a while, and it'll come. We're, we we want to do a Dolly Parton episode. That'd be cool. Nine to five. Um, but I'm scared because I love her so much.
3: Oh, yeah, <laughs> I
4: love her so much, and I don't want anything to happen to Dolly. She's an American treasure. <sighs> so.
1: The fact that we're she's, talking about her is kind of... Uh, we've talked about yeah, her many times. She's over. a hillbilly treasure, not just an American yeah. treasure. Yeah. A hillbilly treasure. She's a wonderful she's not person. Even a hillbilly.
0: Though. She's something else.
1: She's... She's from Sevierville, Tennessee. You don't get more hillbilly than that, right? But yeah. she's also
4: very like, she's like down home girl. Uh, uh, she's very like, she's a liberal hillbilly who loves everyone. She's
1: pretty awesome. She's awesome. She's a humanitarian. She's a yeah.
4: huge humanitarian and very outspoken for women's rights, like early when people weren't mm-hmm. allowed to do that. Yeah, I think she
0: was just and, on and uh, very what's the
1: well song,
4: uh, the dumb blonde song or whatever. Um, it, you know, that was way early in her But career. that was very early and it's singing about don't like judge people for being you know, yeah. it's she's,
1: she's also very well loved by the uh me? gay and lesbian community as well. Yeah. She's talked about that extensively she's, in interviews. You know, she's pretty awesome, you she know. She said them gays just love me. <laughs> 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 she's
4: uh and she, god, she was a hottie man. Oh god. She was yeah. gorgeous. And she's like uh, I think she
1: said uh, that if she hasn't
0: been seen horror. on TV with so
4: fun. any wigs. Oh, yeah, she always wears a wig. She says she never, like, you never see her with her you actual hair, which is weird. Her,
3: you never see her arms either.
4: I heard she's, like, tatted up. I've always
3: know, heard that, no, rumor, that is but such that's such a lie, I think. It's probably a lie.
4: Yeah, it probably true. is. I wouldn't but. be shocked if she doesn't have a single tattoo.
0: I believe uh, she defunked that at one time. Defunked it? Debunked it. Debunked, whatever. <laughs> she broke up with it? Defunct. <laughs>
4: um I think so. I'm not bothered. She's a. Uh, She's pretty amazing. We uh, Doing a whole episode on her would probably be as fascinating. You know, we talked about it. Uh, I, I'd mentioned, you know, whether you're a big Kiss fan or not. L- seriously, if, if anybody out there, so sometimes we do episodes, and I think people might look at it and go, eh, I'm not really into that. First of all, it's us. So you should probably know that even if you're not into the topic, we're going to say something repulsive
1: that you need to hear. And if we don't, Stewie will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man?
4: He has said some dumb shit. It's usually me and you saying the bad <laughs> shit
1: that shouldn't come out of people's mouths. Yeah. yeah Stu
4: just says stupid shit. Yeah. Kevin's just got oh, a slide you whistle. You can't
1: have Stu with, or stupid without Stu. So. That's right. Um, <laughs> hey. Although occasionally he says
4: something, you're like, oh, my. No. Me and you say bad stuff. When Stu says something bad, we're all like, oh, my God. <laughs> you just went there? <laughs> Stu doesn't understand it. There's got to be a line. Even, I mean, if sometimes our, even if our line is far out there, Stu's just go,
1: going step right over that line. Sometimes I'll go out of my way to cross that line? line, but yeah. leave it at that. I won't do it that often. Stu's line blind. You do it all the fucking time, He's brother. blind to the line. <laughs> what line? Right. Um, wasn't, but that a, wasn't that a song back in the in the 80s? What, what, what line? line? <laughs> go I lost my mind. mind. <laughs> Stu. Stu.
3: <laughs> Base. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: Char- <laughs> oh man. Uh, and, oh God, it makes me think of uh, uh Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Such a good movie. Um, Start throwing vinyl at him. <laughs> have him you seen
1: John of the Dead? <laughs> yes, I have. It's so
3: good. Great movie. Um, We're all
1: going to go to whatever the name of the bar was. We'll have a pint until this all blows over. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, kill the queen, kill the queen.
4: <laughs> Such a good movie. Um, but my point was that sometimes you might look at a show topic and say, like, "Yeah, I don't really anything. And I was worried about that with Kiss because it's uh, for most people it's a love or hate. Like you, because so Spanky says on the I, friend of the show, Matt uh, is always texting me when he's listening to shows, and he was listening to the Kiss episode, and Spanky does the "You wanted him, right. you got
1: him," you know. Well,
4: and uh, Matt texts me at the same time. What was the line? It's
1: "You asked for it, you wanted, uh, you wanted the best, just, and you, you got, got, got the, the best. best, the hottest band in the world." Matt texts Kiss. me and says,
4: "You wanted the best, but you got Kiss instead." <laughs> <laughs> and that's my point, like, some people just don't like them, mm-hmm. period. They're just not a KISS fan. Well, and, but you and I talked about it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It wasn't about, it's not like we were playing KISS music all night. Yeah. I don't think we played any except for at the end of the show. The band is fascinating. It is. Sometimes the story behind, and that's why we like band documentaries. Sometimes, whether you like the band or not, the the story behind the band,
3: yeah, oh the, yeah, the, well,
0: the coming up is what's interesting.
3: Well, like I was telling Spanky, I mean, I would be a fan of Kiss, but for one reason, and that's Gene Simmons. He's a dick. Yeah, all oh, because come he's on. Jewish. No. <laughs> yeah, do you hate the Jews?
2: God,
4: what? He's like, I don't hate the Jews. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Wow>.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Nobody saw it. No I, saw no. okay. I saw it. I saw it. I don't not. hate the Jews, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not going to say anything
1: about
3: it. <laughs> What's that little mustache?
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Kevin comes in <laughs> next week. He's got like a little tiny Hitler stash. Like, what
3: do you keep saying I hate Jews for? What? <laughs> Look, I saw Michael
1: Jordan do it. Come on, guys. Uh, he, he's going he <laughs> to come and speak in German hey, one w- day. I'm going to
4: give Jordan some credit, man. Like... He made it acceptable. We were like, "Well, Hitler, yeah, it's Jordan. It's, it looks, it's good. We're allowed to have it again." Yeah. And then, and you know what? It didn't look s- bad on Jordan. No, it looked fine on Jordan. And then some white dude came in wearing it, and they're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "What I, I, I saw it on like Jordan. Charlie. I was trying to." I just like you know, Charlie Chaplin. Come on, guys. <laughs> right? Charlie Chaplin was the only. Well, you know, <laughs> he did it right around the same time because he was making fun. He
1: actually well, yeah, he earlier played. At he
4: made fun of. Uh, No, I
3: mean uh, we're talking like really earlier on before Hitler, the 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 kid and right. That's what I
4: said. He was in around before and around the same time, so he could pull it off. But yeah, uh, and Jordan can pull it off. But white dudes, you may come in and go, "I'm trying to do a Jordan stash."
1: No, no, No. I mean they 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 touched on on the Hitler stash in the movie Rat Race. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the remake. Yeah, John Love had the yeah. They
4: went to the uh, the museum for the guy that was like a a Nazi whatever and he burns his tongue he's like and <laughs>
2: then yeah. yeah and he's got the little
1: <laughs> the what it looks like a mu- uh, the mustache my
4: favorite part of that movie was uh Mr Bean though.
1: No. Oh. oh yeah it's an ace it's an ace <laughs> <laughs> the band didn't say much but when he does Rowan Atkinson it was yeah. great yeah, yeah, he's, he's, and then you know they touched on the on the whole Hitler stash in uh the show Two and a Half Men, also. I never watched it. Yeah, it I, I really couldn't get, get into it. One of the characters man. gets hooked up on a one-night stand, and she's into German role play. Wow. And mm. <laughs> okay. he, he comes down the next morning. He's got, so she took a Sharpie marker and drew a Hitler statue. Wow. On him. wow. <laughs> and he said, you know, this ain't a bad look. I mean, kind of looking at it in a, in a spoon or the toaster. He's like, it's a shame one man had to ruin this. <laughs> and he really did. <laughs> yeah. My mom always said, "Like, like the name Adolf. It used to be a popular. <laughs> yeah, you name. can't name
3: anybody that now. No.
1: I, I knew one other person named Adolf, and he was uh, mayor of Hamilton at one point. Not surprised, really. Yeah. <laughs> Ad- Adolf Olivia. Apropos, <laughs> <I'm> not
4: surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but
3: he wasn't black, was he? <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, was not. Actually, there was a black Adolf. Was, um. Let's see. Well, I just meant uh, Mayor of Hamilton. No, no, no. He has been I bet he um, black. He's been in a, bu- he's been in a, a, a bunch of movies. A bunch of Hamiltonians right reck- now. But what are you trying to say? No? <laughs> um, shit. Um, there was this island movie with Robin Williams. Um, island movie? Uh, Club Paradise, I Club think. Club Paradise? Yeah. The bad guy uh, who was like the, one of the bad guys who was like a general of the island. His name was Adolf, in real life. Yeah, real life. Interesting. And he also did like, uh, let's see a bunch of like voiceover work. Look Very up. interesting. Yeah, but stupid. Damn <laughs> stupid. No, blame his parents. Eh? <laughs> um,
4: anyway, you should listen to the Kiss episode. Right. Is what I was getting at. But you, so you, but your argument of I hate Gene Simmons. I mean, come on, dude. He's a dick. bit lots of people are dicks, and you probably still listen to them. Gene's True, but.
3: Gene Simmons, he takes
4: it
1: to another level. I don't yes, think. Gene is a dick, but he's living the American dream. Great. Next mm, week, he's you a have a to dick. deal
3: with people In Gene Simmons. Sorry. <laughs> he's, a, nah. he's too big of a dick. I'm sorry.
4: Nah, Gene Simmons, that hair protects him from anything that could possibly harm oh him.
3: <laughs> that and all the money he's made. Yeah. Like a real-life Crusty He sold clown. their souls.
0: They're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see that the thing he... Uh, Specky reposted for Paul, Paul Stanley?
1: Yeah, uh, Paul Stanley's got a new album coming out called... Uh, Paul Station. Soul Station. Soul Station? I thought yes. it was Paul Station. It's Soul Station. Did you, okay. I, it is a did you mention Soul... on
4: the Kiss episode that he I got a new album coming out? I did. couldn't
1: remember? The, okay, yeah. Uh, the release date is sometime in March. March. I don't know, And man. I've heard two songs off the album, and it, it sounds good.
4: It's not Van Halen 3, is what you're saying. No, it is not.
1: Um and it's not Kiss Alive Five either. The uh, the, <laughs> the Kiss
4: episode was I, I it was actually a really good episode. Um, we actually sounded like we knew what we were talking about, and uh, For we once. only we only killed Dustin Diamond last week, so it's fine. I mean, we didn't kill a bunch of people, and
1: yeah, just, we're button about six hundred. <laughs> we
4: we don't now we kill people on this show, and um, we really do, and we apologize. We. We, talk we about don't mean to do we it. We don't. We don't. And we're not trying to Matt keeps telling us to use our powers for good, and I told him we've tried. It just doesn't work when we try to specifically target people. It's random. We don't know what's going to happen. So
1: I Unfortunately, happen. shit happens. Right? We yeah. know about it.
0: Yeah. So
4: We have some uh, cool episodes coming up. Um, we kind of know we have some good ideas of things we're going to be working on over the next few weeks. We've done a few music episodes in the last uh, few So we'll probably change things up a little bit coming up here. But I have some interesting ideas working in my head. Uh, And when that happens, you get episodes like the Slang and the Food and the commercials. You No, you don't get that episode.
1: I still want a copy of that. Yeah, <laughs> but don't make it out there. Save it for our Patreon. <laughs> Save it for our Patreon. It needs to get finished
4: first. I mean, how many people can really hear me say fuck like that many times in a night? Yeah, it actually needs. to
1: get completed first. I don't fuck it first. <laughs> oh, no. I hey,
4: who gives a fuck? It's three hours and... Yeah,
1: it was three hours of craziness. Yeah. Like I've
4: sat down, I'm like, I can.
1: I you can know what clean this
0: is, right? Well, we've this been is drinking. almost like the the first episode we ever did. It's it's there, but no one's going well, to hear it. Except that one's not there. No, like we don't, don't, don't have,
4: do. have the first episode of the obscurity. has like, been no recorded. Oh, you mean the we did a Stewie and, I, and it might still be on my computer. We recorded an episode of when we weren't going to do mixtape when we yep. were going to do Wrecking Crew again. We recorded an episode. And it just wasn't good. That was, like, the first episode of the Obscure 80s, and it just was not good, and uh, trashed it. No, I mean, I think I still have it. No, the first episode of the Obscure 80s, like, Spanky's never even heard it. Uh, Kevin's yeah, never heard, heard it. it. Most people haven't heard it, mm. except for the three people out there that listened to it, and they were like, what the fuck, and they turned off their <laughs> shit. I actually, honest to God, have no idea how many I'm people. almost kind of glad that just vanished. Yeah. I'm not. You always say that, and I'm like, I want to hear it. I kind of want to hear it's it. It's awful. I mean, you would
1: hate it. It's really bad. It was way
4: awful. It's. It
1: would be. It was like fun me reading at. something. Yeah. When, and I'm not good at reading. He's not. When I very, very when I bad. did a uh, I did another project. Uh, Nerds. Yeah, with a roommate, they um, never our, ending, never ending ramblings of dumb shit. Yep. Uh, the first episode was kind of like that. It was. It was all scripted out, and it just... I think it was a great name, uh, af- by the way. After, this, after the first episode, it's like, fuck it. Just go with it.
4: That's kind of the best thing to do. Yeah. So that's kind of what happens on this show. It's like, we, we obviously, we have notes, we have a topic, and we do hit on it. But what makes it so great, the notes and the, the topic usually comes for me, but not always. And the notes always come for me. And that's fine, because I like everybody else to just give their thoughts and inputs and opinions. That's why I really enjoyed about the KISS episode. Stu and I were talking about this. Nick is, um, I said, I love Queen. I love the cars. I love the police. I I love these bands, and I, I, I feel like I know a lot about them. But what I can't do is be like, you know, blah, 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 this track. Oh, that track was written. On July 4th, 1973, and I couldn't do that without looking it up, but Nick could do that, and he does that for the show. I mean, he asked us ahead of time, like, what kind of prep should I do, and Stu's like, none. He's like, just come with your love for the band and talk about that, and he's like, Jason will bring the notes and you just talk. So he didn't didn't prepare, he didn't prep, Kevin did a little prep work, because... He didn't listen to Kiss, so he wanted to know something.
1: All the prep work I did was that day. Right, was listening to Kiss on Spotify. Well,
4: Stu Stu actually impressed me a little on the Kiss episode too. Stu knew uh, he he knew like he would name. Oh, that's off this album, but from the '80s stuff where he was. But that's why it's fun to have people. That's why when we did it, it was like we need to have Nick on because he's a Kiss fan and he has been his whole life and. Mm -hmm. And it was a yeah. We wanted more of his stories than anything. Yeah, but his knowledge was there. Well, yeah, he knew what he was talking about. And Nick has such an outgoing personality. And that's we're we're gonna try to have people on, uh, here and there that kind of have that. We're friendly. We're fun. We like to we like to talk. And I'd
1: like to do an episode with the whole band.
4: Dude, that'd be cool. I actually thought about that, and I thought about getting with with asking Nick if like at least a few of the members of the band right, might right. want to. And I bet you they would. Um, I know he and one of the other members actually do a podcast from time to time. So my guess is they'd probably be into it. And again, we can go wherever. And that was kind of what made it fun for us was going and sitting in an environment that kind of brought. Extra to it, I it was. I'm telling you guys, it was a really good episode. You should should check it out.
3: Yeah, I mean the basement's a freaking (laughs) like a a freaking band stage. It's awesome. It was really
4: awesome. It was really
3: cool. We We had popcorn.
4: It was awesome.
1: Popcorn and and, and drinks. Popcorn, beer. We kind of learned
4: for popcorn. We kind of learned, learned, we learned. Back when we did obscure '80s, what inevitably ended up happening was, um, we had kind of the core group like we do now, and people would float in and float out and come back and pop up. Actually, you weren't originally part of the core group of the Obscure 80s. You just no. would come in and sit with us sometimes. And then we we started to give you a seg- a segment, and we were starting to get there when it kind of died down yeah. in the ring with Pimp Daddy Spank Dog.
1: Yeah, we never did get around to that.
4: Um, but you have theme music, so it's kind of cool. Hey, that's awesome. Um, And that's kind of how it just happens. People drift in, and it, it, I think part of it for us is we just – We like getting with other people. It's like, it's fun to have us four, but it's always fun to add other people and get their thoughts and opinions and also to subject them to... See, people know us outside of the show, and then when they hear us on the show, they see a whole different side of us, and they're (laughs) like, oh, my God. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, we try to hide it.
0: More of the people that you actually work with. (laughs)
4: Like Stu... Is adamant about not letting his dad hear the show. His oh. dad knows he does the show.
3: Oh my! Mom. But
4: Stu said his cousin was hot last weekend on the show.
0: She Ooh. is, but I'm not. <laughs> gonna, I'm not
4: gonna be like, oh <laughs> Stu, you gotta no, you just She's a very
0: beautiful girl.
4: She is, she is very pretty. Uh, but we were giving her but shit. Her, and He's like, she might actually listen to those. I'm like, well, you know.
0: But her boyfriend takes up her life. So well, I haven't seen him. He do may anything? be. Hot.
4: Well, Well, I wasn't trying to do anything. I just (laughs) said she was good looking. And he might be hot, too. I haven't seen him. I've only seen one picture of your cousin. I don't. This is just.
3: Oh, yeah. 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 I'll never let my mom listen to the show. And by the way. Oh, I sent your mom a copy.
1: Never let my mother listen. listen. Sent her one, too.
3: Happy birthday, Ma. She doesn't listen to the show. I know, but still. I wouldn't let my
4: mom listen to this show, either. Well, I'd let her. Yeah. My mom listens. If your mom was listening, you would be getting smacked out of thin air constantly. I, how do you know I don't? I <laughs> <laughs> don't. Because you fall asleep all the time. So sometimes you know, How do you think it. I wake up? <laughs> oh, sure. mom just slapped him. That's for the show, you little dumbass. Um, That's for
1: talking about your cousin.
4: I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Because my mom was alive when we were doing Obscure 80s. I have no idea if she ever listened to an episode or not. I don't know. My sister told me when she was going to listen. What's your podcast? I'll listen. I was like, so don't. <laughs> She's like, why? Well, I was like, I mean, I don't care if you do, but you're not. You're, you're gonna be like, what the hell? She'll have a
1: whole different. <laughs> yeah. No, she she really wouldn't. She just be like, Jason, I can't believe you say
4: those. Things. These days, it might be a little different, but. Uh... She's getting rebellious. Yeah, whenever I find out people from my work they figure out I have one and they start listening. I'm like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> but inevitably they always like, I like your show. I'm like, yeah, because we're stupid. We really are. We're just stupid dudes. I Nerds was a great
1: name for a show. It really was. And I wasn't even the one who came up mm, with that's it. It's really good though. Never injured. And, and any like you like you said at the time, it was a shit. good you know, it was a stoner podcast. <laughs> oh, well, and that's yeah. exactly what it was, because <laughs> we were <laughs> sitting there getting stoned <laughs> while no. we were making it. You know,
4: I and we were when we did obscure '80s. We uh, we got dubbed by some asshole out there. Said we were uh, yeah. we were a morning zoo show that couldn't keep on track. And I'm like, I mean, yeah. you're a fucking asshole. You're not wrong, but you're still an asshole. Like they start calling us all stupid. Who the fuck are you, except for me?
0: Yeah, except for you. I was
4: the only one. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm the biggest asshole on the show. It's funny because I think people like will listen to the show and be like, Jason's an asshole, and then they meet me real life. You're know, like you're not really an asshole. I'm like, oh, God, no, it's totally fake. No, I'm like, I'm the asshole. It's <laughs> he fake, he's the asshole. I'm and like, I freely admit that. <laughs> I'm like, I, all my cockiness is 100% fake. Like, I'm like, I can't, it's not real. I don't think highly of myself at all. I'm the show I'm cocky because you uh, can't see me. Like, like
1: my ex. Oh, my God, uh, he's so fake. Like my ex-wife fake. used to say all the time, to- you know, for... for Except six- for
4: the word fuck, that's real, I say that all the time. For 16 <laughs>
1: years, my ex-wife called me an asshole every day, and one day I just finally looked at her and said, you know what? So I if am. you're going to call me an asshole, it's Mr. Asshole Sir <laughs> to right? you. Because I've earned every single fucking bit of it. Mr. Asshole Sir.
4: Yes, sir, Mr. Asshole Sir. Uh, I think that's it for this episode. Um, it was fun. I like doing these. Um, I, I, honestly, I think if you guys want to, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be the next episode or anything, but take
3: take, We'll come up
4: with a list. We need to part three. I know, but I want these two to, to try to do one and, and see if they can stump us. You know what would be really cool, too, is I is I I should I need to take you aside and teach you how to to do the edit, and then maybe you could actually pull songs, and then, like, I could show you how, and you could surprise me.
1: Like, so I don't know the songs. Or surprise! We could try it this way. Like, next time we do the uh, covers episode, I could, you take man. one of these guys... And you guys do the list. I mean, I know. You, you run the controls and everything. That'd be great. So, and then,
3: but a, know, like the it, next time. It'd be cool
4: p- to see if they could, sh- like.
3: Well, you okay. still use our Audacity, right?
4: Yeah, for the most part. Okay. Yeah. For the simple shit. We'll yeah. figure something out yeah, we'll figure figure something for something. the next time. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, I, all i have to do is show you. I mean, on this, it's clicking. You know, it's nothing hard, but. And do you still have yours, mm.
3: laptop? Not my small one. I, I missed that thing. That thing was <laughs> awesome. But I do have a laptop so well, we can
1: figure it all out. We will I've figure got, it I've out. Got my people laptop, at home they I don't can set something up too. People at home
4: don't give a shit about any of this. They're yeah. like, "Oh my god, they're really planning" How they're going to do their laptop? Yes, we are. <laughs>
0: Actually, I think some people look forward to this part. <laughs> Not this part. <laughs>
1: no, it's, it's the part after the yeah. end song that they always. Well, look which we haven't been doing
4: anyway. Part. So, you know, just one of those things. I don't even have. I don't even have an end song. So I didn't have an end song. Uh, I knew what I was going to put on. What's funny is the uh, Kiss episode, mm. the theme music. And uh, what you don't know is during early on in the recording, Nick stood up and pulled the power cord out. Mm-hmm. It was when we were talking about Tommy Lasorda. But it's seamless. It yeah. was actually Hank Aaron. We were I talking know. about Tommy Lasorda. That's right. Hank Aaron got brubbed, but I cut it seamless. I cut all of yeah. it. You couldn't even tell.
1: I, I, I was listening for it, and then I was like, Wait a fuck, minute. I missed it. <laughs> it's because I... I <laughs> yeah.
4: And then um I didn't have the end theme music, because we were on location, and I didn't have the same setup, so I just... That's all spliced in later, So, which is going to happen tonight because I don't have a th- in song. I really don't know what to go out on. What do you guys want me to go out on tonight? Mm. I don't know. We'll discuss it after. Uh, so that's it. Hey, we are on Facebook. Uh, Mixtape Podcast, right? On Facebook. Um, I'm trying to. Yes. Everybody's up my ass. I got. Hey, although although Matt, Matt wants you us. to do it. Do the artwork... That, was, you, I, that wasn't that was me asking you. That was Matt, because he said to me... Well, first he's like, do artwork for the Spotify list. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try to throw something. And he's like, actually, maybe have Kevin do it so he can use the same background as you use to make it kind of look like mixtape. I don't think he's looking for anything crazy. I've got a few ideas. I mean, it doesn't... Seriously, just the names of the episodes and something like that, and, you know, just send it over to him. I'll get you his email and all that all shit. Right. Um. But uh, Stu's always like You don't send me shit To put on the Facebook page I'm like Listen motherfucker I did this week So Get yep. off my shit Okay Yeah It's hard when you're You do two podcasts you hard to be a poet. You're writing a fucking book You're <laughs> It's like I've got Trying to do
1: your regular I've job I've got a full time right. job And two kids I don't see the problem Vinyl digging and
4: <laughs> 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 Yeah and that takes precedence Pop I, so, buying I no, I'm totally get off track So the reason he hasn't been posting anything is because he's been closed, Main Street.
0: Oh yeah, he said he was yeah like a closed week off for like
4: a, a week. To he said he was getting some shit together or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah. He just showed a video tonight. Oh, did he? Yeah. Anything good? Yeah. <laughs> like where the fuck my uh, <laughs> I got a good look. I noticed a striper on there. Oh really? Yep. Uh, but I don't think anybody needs to hear that. We will. We got more shows coming up. Um, we have a list of some cool topics. So I don't. 100% know what the next show is going to be but we'll discuss it and we've got some ideas and we're going to have more guest stars and do more on location shit so be looking out for that uh, you can write us we are your mixtape podcast at gmail.com I probably haven't checked it in a, a week or two so I don't know if anybody has written this but if so it's probably Matt uh, again we want to thank the awesome Skiznot for everything he's done for the show especially our theme music which yes. every week if you could see us all here when it's playing we yeah, look like we a bunch do a of dance. doofuses because it's hard not to get into it uh, hey, but I think
1: we really enjoy our pork chop yeah.
4: sandwiches. Uh I think that's it. Uh Steve, you got anything to say? No. Spanky, anything to say? Not particularly this week. No,
3: I'm good. KC, anything yeah. to say? That's all
4: right. All right. So until next we speak. Stay, Stay awesome. awesome. Woo woo.